Yo, what is up, people? Tonight's Gravity Lab radio features a young lady, a uh, tunnel flyer named Madison Maddie Varner. Maddie, I first uh, learned of Maddie actually through uh, Nicholas. I can't speak his name. Nicholas's uh, TikTok. No, what is that thing called? I'm too old for TikTok. Uh, Instagram stories. I was driving to the drop zone one morning. Actually, Mrs. Marvin was driving to the drop zone one morning. I was on my phone doing some work stuff. Uh, some of you know I do a little social media management, and I saw Mr. Lot posted a story video of a young lady getting on an airplane, and he grabbed her by the rig, pulled her away. It was it was comedic. It was fun. It made me laugh. But uh, just watching her giggle and him giggle as they did it made me think it was set up. I looked at her Instagram, and this little chickadee is a gnarly little tunnel flyer. She has uh, got introduced to the tunnel. I honestly don't know the complete history. I've talked to her and her mother, Danielle, a bit about that, but tonight we'll dive way more into it. She has fallen absolutely in love with the sport of indoor skydiving, and so much so that she's made it out to the drop zone and uh, has hung out initially at Spaceland Dallas. I really enjoyed her time there and got to know some really cool people. Ben Nelson, one of those people. People that uh, despite being grumpy cat, she still liked. Uh, they came down to Houston because they wanted to meet a few people, uh, Nick Lott being one of them. And uh, they had a good time. They enjoyed it. They enjoyed it enough that we see them around all the time now. She has fallen in love with the sport of indoor skydiving. She's enamored by the sport of outdoor skydiving. And uh, we'll talk a bit more. Man, it's like Porky Pig. Remember him? We'll talk a bit more about that tonight and her goals, her aspirations, her dreams, and what she's looking into. Be super interesting to hear the uh, insight of a young lady about our sport. Till then, tonight's Gravity Lab Radio is brought to you by Velocity Sports Equipment, maker of the Infinity Rig. If you've listened to the show any amount of time, you know where Nick and myself stand on Infinity Rigs. You know how much we love them. You know how much uh, how we feel about them. And you probably know Infinity's Mard is now available. Really kind of awkward, really kind of weird because it released in March just before COVID was uh, really becoming a big thing. So uh, it really didn't make a big splash in the market because a lot of people weren't ordering their gear. But things are ramping back up at the factory things are moving big things are moving strong and uh, i had an order that, that some of you might have known about or heard about and i put it on hold um i honestly wanted the factory to uh, be a little bit more focused on getting what they could through people who needed rigs should get their orders in before i did kelly farrington the owner of the factory the owner of the business actually manned the shop for a little while by himself while lockdown was going on so uh i didn't want to leave new jumpers out there without a rig when i had one that uh I, I could still jump. So I, I put mine on hold, but recently put my uh, order back in and it was super cool. And I want to share a little bit about my order process. It's really neat because I do have a relationship with Infinity, but my relationship had nothing to do with my ordering process. Mr. Blake Johnson is the guy in marketing. He's the guy behind all the marketing stuff. He will design your rig. He will help you with your rig top to bottom bottom. He will help you figure it out. And he did just that with me. I really couldn't make up my mind on what I wanted for a design. I'm a very basic kind of rig guy. I wanted to work a little bit outside the box this time. Normally, I'd have Option Studios do something like that for me. But I said, you know what, Blake, you do this for a living. You design rigs, design my rig. He sent me three very different options, all with things that I kind of had mentioned. And immediately one of them stood out. I like that design. It was design number three. But I don't like the colors. What colors do you want, DJ? And I mentioned a couple colors. Blue and gold were my colors. He came back and he had different versions of blue and yellow, blue and gold. And he said, which one of these blue and yellows work for you? Immediately, uh, the first one, and actually his favorite one as well, is the one that popped out of my brain. Things started rolling from there. From there, 
He's actually sent me pictures of binding tape. This is the binding tape choices. This is what we call gold and this is what we call yellow. He has sent me pictures of some of the embroidery I'm going to get on. Like, hey, man, this is the embroidery files that we're working with. This is what you have. And he's made sure everything looks good the way I want it. He's had me put my own rig on, the rig that I already own from Infinity, the one the one that they've built for me last time, and have video and pictures of me taken just so he can compare it to the way it fit, especially because I lost a little bit of weight. But like I said, this is not something he does special for me. This is how Velocity Sports Equipment treats jumpers. There's a jumper here in Houston named David, a super nice fella, and they wanted to see how his rig would fit. His measurements came in a little bit odd. He's a stocky fella, a little bit short and just kind of barrel chest, a big fella. By no means fat, just a barrel chest, a big fella. And uh, they were like, man, these measurements seem odd. I'm like, nah, the dude's a cannonball, man. He, he can break through a wall. Okay, that makes us feel better. Still get video and pictures of a rig. Even though the rig doesn't fit him, we know the serial number of that rig, and we can compare how that rig fits to how it fits David. They do this with customers all the time. You want top-level service. You want top-level uh, priority. You want to feel like a champ, and you want the most comfortable rig on the market. Velocity Sports Equipment is the way to go. Check out VelocityRigs.com. You can find them on the interwebs. You can also find them on social media, Velocity or VSE Rigs. Look for them anywhere, everywhere. They are the rigs that champions jump. The guys at Red Bull, the Red Bull Air Force absolutely loves them. I love them. Nick loves them. You know they're some of the most comfortable rigs. Luke Aiken's the guy who jumps into a net when he wears a rig. That's his rig of choice. Check out Velocity Sports Equipment. Mention Gravity Lab Radio when you order. Get a free mesh back pad upgrade. Till then, enjoy the show with Maddie Barn. I'm the target of a meat missile going 150 miles an hour plus. That got really <laughs> exciting all of a sudden. I'm doing canopy safety. Um, I drive like an Asian, so I don't know if it's the most appropriate thing ever. I'm killing it. Utah, give me two. You are listening to Gravity Lab Radio, hosted by DJ Marvin and Nicholas Lott. Produced by Justin Grubbs. Have we talked about skydiving the whole time? Let's do Maddie. Let's do Maddie. Maddie Varner, I first met that Maddie, or I first became aware of you. I was driving to the, well, Valerie was driving to the drop zone one day. On Sundays, I usually sit in my car and look at emails, get things going, try to deal with whatever. And I see this Instagram story of, of a little girl in Nick's rig. So it looks like a full-size person. <laughs> He's a tiny <laughs> guy, right? Getting on the plane and Nick grabbing you and dragging you back. And, and initially, I'm like, this is obviously a joke, but I see you laughing. So I start yeah. clicking on this little girl's pictures, and you're a tunnel flyer. Mm-hmm. I, I show up to the drop zone that day. You and your mom are running around, and, and since then, you've never left. Yep. Yeah. So what got you started into tunnel flying? Um, it's called a place called Urban Air. Uh-huh. It's just a little eight-foot tunnel. Uh, Wait, how how tall are you? So we can put <laughs> little I'm into like, perspective. But big when you're four feet tall. Oh, and Danielle, uh, this is Maddie's mom, who's also here for those people who are just listening to the show. Hey guys. We we did not kidnap this young child all by herself. Mom's <laughs> mom's here to supervise. I feel like a giant sitting on the couch with you too. <laughs> <laughs> I feel like a little tiny fish because I'm actually sitting like this. Is this is how a fish sits? Is that what you're saying? Maybe. I'm gonna have to look that up. <laughs> fish on a couch. So you started at Urban Air, and it's an eight-foot tunnel. How, mm-hmm. how tall are you, Mom? What's your best guess? Ooh, I should know this, shouldn't I? Not very. I feel like I'm a little bit under four feet. Okay. So and I'm about five, so yeah, somewhere between four and five feet. All right. So how, how, does the, how did the space feel in that tunnel for you? 
um, once I first flew in it, it was like, wow, what is this? <laughs> and then whenever I started flying in this, like, oh, it's a tunnel. It's a tunnel. Did you feel like you were in a small place? Like, do you get claustrophobic at all? Mm, I mean, I guess I don't really pay attention to, like, the space I'm in. Because mm-hmm. I'm... I'm just fine, and I'm doing my own thing. You're thinking about some other stuff. Yeah. That's fair. But you were you worried about running into those walls? Did it feel small that way? Yeah. Okay. I was always protective of my space in the tunnel. That's smart. That just means you're smart. <laughs> so, DJ, you saw this uh, video on Skydive Spacelands? I, yours? Spa- okay. I don't know. I, I probably it shared it, socials. too. But, uh, that was you know, you. Maddie started following me on Instagram a while back. Mm-hmm. And had always asked if we could do a TikTok together. Yeah. So I, I'm not sure. Do you remember whose idea it was? How we came up with the getting on the airplane thing? Well, I think that was all you, Nick. I, I think we were like, you want to do a TikTok? And we're like, you want to drag Maddie on the floor? And you're like, oh. Oh, yeah. We I got, didn't, we I didn't do think something the dragging you on better. the floor was nice. Yeah, that, I gonna, remember that idea. Nick was like, I'm going to up this a couple levels. I still don't <laughs> feel like it was my idea. I don't e- like. I don't remember how who thought to put my rig on you, but it was sure oh, that fun. Was so you. But mm-hmm. if you didn't see the video, we basically put Maddie out in the loading area, and you couldn't see me standing just offside of the of the shot. So you yeah. just see her being adorable and tiny. And do we do we talk about how old you are? I'm ten. You're ten. Okay, just to put that in perspective. Uh, and then, so you see this cute little 10 year old girl wearing a parachute. She's going to be the last one walking onto the airplane. And then I run in and grab her by the rig and, and drag her back and make, make sure that that's known that that's a, that's a no, no, but, uh, that sure was fun. You know, yeah. I don't, I don't know that I've been the, the star of many, you, you shared it as a TikTok, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I put it on Instagram too. You put it on Instagram. Okay, cool. I'm going to find it. Tell me about TikTok. TikTok is mostly, I guess, like a learning, like a learning app for oh. dances. Oh, okay. When you said learning <laughs> app, Tutorial. I was like, whoa, wait, learning? <laughs> People are in school on TikTok? Okay. You I've looked at TikTok Spanish, once and it wasn't learning. <laughs> you can so, learn how to make art. So learning how to do dances. Yeah. So are there mostly. songs that are already on TikTok that, that, that like pr- they provide to do these dances and stuff? Yeah. So what was your first uh, TikTok? Like what, what grabbed you about, about TikTok? Like what made you interested in it? Mm, I mean, I think uh, we just saw like kids doing it. And like there was lots of things on so- social media. And we we're like, ooh, what's this TikTok? So we downloaded it and we're like, ah. So Danielle, how much time does she spend on TikTok in a normal day? Um, okay, so this app... Maybe we do filter, and Maddie has to earn it. So, like, let's say that she get, does. Get that microphone just a little closer to you. Oh, uh, sorry. No, it's all good. You can, you yeah, can just grab it by the base. thing all you want. You're um, not gonna break it. Yeah. So she has to earn her TikTok because that one you can get sucked into. So you can spend a lot of hours on it and not even realize it. Like, start in the afternoon, and all of a sudden you turn around and it's like nighttime. How so. much time do you spend on TikTok? Maybe <laughs> that's a better question. <laughs> Busted. Is, is mom also <laughs> earning her TikTok time? Nope. <laughs> no, you're just unlimited TikToking. All right, great. So she wh- has a membership. 
when the, there's a membership to TikTok? <laughs> Only theoretically. Okay. So okay. I'm old. I'm sorry. <laughs> Danielle, would you... your mom under the bus. That's fine. We, we all do it to each other. It's just part of, part of being in the conversation. What do you look at on TikTok? Because I have a hard time. I just don't oh. get it. I open the app and I just don't get it. There are... So you... As you're signing up for the app, you select the the topics that you like. So ours would be like committee, dancing, art, comedy. Yep. Um, and there's lots of inspirational stuff on cooking. Yeah, all that stuff is good. There is there is one guy that I watch. Um, I can't think of his name. Scott D. Henry. Scott D. Henry. He is hilarious, and he will make me wheeze and laugh and hyperventilate. So. I have seen some TikToks where, uh, yeah, I just, I can't stop. And it's, they keep replaying, you know, it's like autoplay and it's hilarious. Yeah. So this, this Scott D. Henry is up north in North Dakota and he can't get over the fact that there is a, a hardware store called Menards. <laughs> DJ giggled. Oh, as in my Nards. Yeah. My Nards. I lived in Indiana where there's Menards and I, I'm the same way. So That's my, my Nards. Yeah. <laughs> Yep, you so. children. The, the kid's <laughs> the only one not laughing. <laughs> Sorry, I'm eating because I don't have manners. <laughs> but I don't get it. Like, I open up TikTok and it just start showing me videos and making noise. And I have no idea how to how to navigate that world. You don't feel lost in it? Mm, swipe up. <laughs> just keep scrolling. <laughs> sounds like Instagram to me. Yeah. yeah Facebook. It, that that takes you to the next like video, swiping up. Yep. I really had no idea that that was... <laughs> That was a thing. There's like I, a for you page on the right and the following page. So okay, so for you that it's spying on the stuff that you like and suggesting new things. Oh yeah, yes, and, and it's totally listening to you. Yeah, I mean, don't you feel Elsa? I think that's like about pretty much everything. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, it's kind of creepy. Except for husbands, we're not listening to you. <laughs> that's true. It's your husband. What did you say? It's your husband. Wow. Well. <laughs> yeah. So. I've heard some of this controversy that it's like owned by China and then they think that there's some like national security issues with TikTok. Mm-hmm. Have you have you heard They're, any of this? I've heard of it. They're thinking of banning it too. Bill Gates, Microsoft is trying to buy TikTok and that is what stopped the current ban of TikTok by the US government. Mm-hmm. So I keep up with current affairs. <laughs> this is all I know about TikTok. And um, they've got an extension or release to continue running while this negotiation of purchase is going on and figuring out the legalities, et cetera, of it. Um, there are uh, absolutely the least private app in the world. Um, it's an app that I know little about. And I actually, not to freak anybody out, have chose not to chase it any further. Number one, because of the time suck. It's, man. It is. I social media is so See, horrible. I feel so. That's b- why I haven't. I, <laughs> the I the know moment I'm be upset. the moment I open TikTok, I just think, God, I gotta close. Like not even in a way that I think it's gonna suck me in. It's just like I feel assaulted by TikTok. I feel like it's just too much. Like the fact that you know most social media apps, when you open it, it gives you options of stuff to look at before you're really being engaged with anything it's like i open tiktok and all of a sudden there's a dude shouting at me and dancing and it's like whoa man take it easy i just got here (laughs) (laughs) so i am so excited to close the app because i just like you know i like video i watch a lot of stuff on youtube i make video but i just i just it doesn't i don't get it yeah yeah it's a little overwhelming for me as well but you know the younger generations I'm sure it's a dang kids. Yeah. It's still funny to hear you say that because you look like you're the same age. I know I'm an old person. Uh, 
Danielle, I need you. <laughs> I need your help in telling a story. Okay. So I didn't. So everyone knows I didn't make this up. So this is a couple weekends ago. We were standing at the debrief TV. Do you remember this? You guys had shown up. We're at the drop zone, and we were all standing around the TV watching something, and someone said something loud and inappropriate. Was this in the packing room by the free fly event? You sent me a message this. on Instagram about this very thing. So we're standing, <laughs> we're standing at the TV, and someone comes in and they start telling a story, and they're swearing in their story. Do you remember this? <gasps> yes. Okay. Now, oh. tell, now, now you know what I'm talking about. Yes. Okay. So, so pick up where I left off. We're standing watching TV, and a loud skydiver comes in, being a loud skydiver. A loud skydiver. Words are going everywhere, and he and he locks eyes with me, and he's like, "Excuse me, I'm so sorry." And then with this other skydiver who was swearing in front of your lovely young daughter. Oh yeah, and Maddie's totally chill, and she's just relaxing and and trying to get them to play the video and focus on what they're doing. And she's like, "Why is this guy stopping? You know, what's up?" And then he's he's apologizing. Oh, I'm so sorry. I swore in front of the kid, and I and I loved it. Nick looked over at him, and he was like, "Dude, she's cool." So, but you guys both liked that I did this, and it was so like I, crickets. I'm only I'm only bringing this up so that if I say something inappropriate in front of a young child, that everyone knows that this is an okay situation this with mom, right? Is an okay situation. I want to actually park there for a second because we've had this conversation already. I first actually learned of Maddie when uh, not when we first met, but every now and then we'll get a follow on Instagram for Gravity Lab Radio, and. I'm the only one who really monitors or pays attention to it. Every now and then Nick will peek in on it or something like that. And I always look back to see who followed us because I want to see if it's a real account. If it's a real account, I'll acknowledge it. If it's not, I don't want to just a bunch of junk on there. <laughs> and this Maddie Fly gal followed us and I clicked on it going like, oh, Maddie Fly, I wonder who this girl is. Obviously a skydiver. <laughs> click on it. I'm like, man, this little girl's tunnel flyer. <laughs> and I honestly was like, I feel weird like a 10-year-old liking our stuff, man. This is This is kind of awkward. And then I met you and fa- and talked to you in a bit, and I mean, really enjoyed getting to know you. And then found out you liked the show. You listened to the show with Mom Danielle, and and I immediately or, or at some point had to ask, um, we're not rated PG, no. And, and I, I I think we share very similar philosophies in life. So I kind of want to talk about the way you're raised in this thought process of. I asked you how do you let her listen to our show. You were very hesitant, and I said I don't believe in sheltering children. By the way. And I think that made you feel better with your answer. Yeah, I mean, I guess I I do shelter in certain topics or I guess around certain people. So if you're going to if you're going to get mouthy around Maddie, um, she's going to be OK. She's not going to absorb it. She's I mean, she might be like, oh, OK, that's 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 not a good word. But I'm not going to say that or or that that person's really cool, you know, like or yeah, whatever. But I cry um, every time you want me to <laughs> say a I did make her word. a couple tunnel guys and I uh, were trying to get her to put two words together to make something but it really offended her and I maybe pushed my daughter a little too <laughs> What you made your daughter cry? I need to know what you <laughs> wanted her to say. I must know. Um, it what two words were you trying to put together? So you're sitting on a sofa. Yep. Mm-hmm. And I rule the world. Yes. Uh, okay, and you're, king, you're king of that king sofa. King of the sofa. Sofa. Yeah. King. i love it i love it and that was it's the neatest thing because i'm I'm a huge advocate of we're going to live in this world no matter what my values are no matter no matter what my beliefs are i'm going to be around people who don't agree with my values so i'm not going to hide to my children what other people say or do i'm just going to teach them good morals and values yeah 
And, I, and even just now, I, w- I was going to mention that I've caught myself cussing in front of you on the drop zone. I'm not, okay, I'm a pretty vulgar person. I'm not the most vulgar person, but said and done, I'm not the most centered person either. Oh, I just had an idea. What? So we have had these challenges going on uh, during the month of September for the last couple of years. We've called it Sacrifice September, where we've we've done different things. I can't cuss. Yeah, what if we did no swear September? Do you think you could manage it? It's got to be like a... There's got to be a punishment. Like it's got to be like a swear jar. Yeah, yeah. It has to be a punishment because I will absolutely commit and do my best to it. It could be 10 push-ups every time you swear. I would love it. I'm going to be so jacked after (laughs) September. I'll be like, yeah, we're drunk, mother. It had to be like something that he doesn't like to do. Or like a swear jar, I'd be like, oh, I'm saving money. Like, you know. (laughs) I would love it if Maddie would be walking around with a swear jar. Because I think like JD, she's such... Okay. DJ, sorry. Um... She's such a like real orientated. <laughs> All right, I got a deal. Every time we cuss, mm-hmm. we throw in a dollar. Okay. Five dollars. No, it's got to be worth it. No, no. Where does the money go at the end? Of yeah, Madison's the tunnel stop. time. Man, that's there a really go. good idea. Straight up, because there's there you, you, yeah. you DJ saving money. Absolutely, I'm a spendthrift. But it's not for you. Yeah, yeah, that's valid. Mm-hmm. So, like deal. I'll take that deal. Deal, man. I, I hope you have no. You might not get any tunnel time from I mean, us. You I, know this, I right? I hope that I hope that we don't have to buy you any tunnel time because yeah. that means we've done a good job. Exactly. Sometimes but. I can overhear, and I'm like, Yeah. Well, you said that. You're gonna be able to call out DJ and I. I have really big ears. Um, I can hear me cuss a lot too. Uh, no, I we're both super disciplined and focused when we put our mind to something. You, you're talking about too, just obsessive individual so I, I don't know how much tunnel time you're gonna get i'm sorry <laughs> i'm sorry but no swear september that could be a thing mm-hmm. i'm in what else are we gonna do no, no, i'm in okay we, we got to think of more ideas yeah yeah i am not having any special diets i have a week-long vacation in september so uh i'm having a good time <laughs> so <laughs> but does it does it bother you when you hear grown-ups using naughty language manny not too much okay what do, what goes through your mind? What do you think when you hear somebody say F word? Nah. <laughs> do you think mad to the word or mad to the person? Mm, both. Okay. I no, I like <laughs> so that. She's eternally judging. That's fine. That's good. Yeah. No. There's nothing wrong with it at all. I so do it all the time. Why did you first what got you to fly in the tunnel the first time? What was there a special reason? It was just a birthday party. Whose birthday? Friends? Mine. Yours, okay. And who picked the idea of going to the tunnel for a birthday party for you? Um, well, we just kept on driving by this place and we never got to go check it out. And then my mom was just like, hey, we should probably check this out for your birthday. D- did you guys have an interest specifically in the tunnel or was it just like, hey, this is a crazy play place with trampolines and mm. whatever? Mm, nope, it was just a crazy place. It had this cool thing inside of it and um, it was kind of a no-brainer it takes all the stress off the parents of having party and and kids around so i figured hey let's try and, it and i didn't even know what skydiving was yeah. you know we've had a party at urban air we did have a party at urban air <laughs> yes, right yeah yeah, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah nick paid for a bunch of the staff like this is he wasn't That's the manager he was just somebody who wanted his homies to get together and rented out the party room and we all had a party and yeah i almost forgot about that that was really fun i passed out on a trampoline this, a couple times this one did not have a wind tunnel this was one that's uh, not far from here in pearland yeah. and 
you know, I had been to a few trampoline arenas before, and I do not do great at pacing myself in the in the trampoline park. I bet you just rock it. Oh, I just well, I go way too hard, too fast. I go full like ten year old kid level Damn. energy, <laughs> and I just exhaust myself in like ten minutes, and then I lay on the ground and I pant like death is coming, and then uh, the moment I catch my breath, I keep going again, and it, it doesn't go well. You know that I get a tummy ache. That you know that dog that just comes to the house and just runs completely crazy, passes out, and then runs completely crazy that's again. My, that's my that's move. Nick. Nick was a chihuahua <laughs> in this place, and you're right. He was jumping and bouncing through everything. It looked like he belonged there. I, I felt right at home. Yeah. <laughs> so you went thinking it was a trampoline place. Did you know there was a wind tunnel there? Mm-hmm. Well, I guess because you have to pay for that extra when you have a birthday party. Yeah. So we were prepared. And okay. we were psyching up our friends. Well, before you got in the tunnel, do you remember, like, were you excited? Were you nervous? How did you feel? Mm, I think I was just, like, cool with it. Like, Curious I'm safe. at all? I'm safe in, in this. It's just small. Okay. What were, you, did, were you curious about how it would feel like? Or were you just like, ah, let's just see what happens. Just going for it. Mm, I mean, like, one of my friends was like, yeah, let's do this. And I was just like, you can go first if you want. She's like, yeah. <laughs> You're such I'm a laid back kid. I'm going to see what happens to you first. Yeah. <laughs> see if you survive the death. <laughs> and what was your first time in the tunnel like? What did it feel like? What were you thinking? Um, I just kind of felt like I was falling. Yeah? Like I really felt that free fall. Yeah? And what did you like about it? Mm, how it's so just like chill and you're flying. I um I, I I see a smile on your face when we talk, when we hang out. Uh you, you really enjoy your time around the skydivers, but going to set this show up, I got some pictures from mom of you flying in the tunnel. And you I see the biggest smile on your face in those <laughs> pictures. You obviously really enjoy it. Yeah. Yeah. For me, I'll I'll give you some of what happens for me and what helps, and I believe for Nick as well, is no matter how bad my day is, no matter how much I just fought with my best friend or no matter how much my boss is a jerk to me. Why are you pointing to me? Actually, yeah, you're not not my (laughs) boss. I'm just a jerk. (laughs) Hey, boss. (laughs) Um, uh, The tunnel, I don't have to think about it. There's nothing else. I I, I can forget all my problems. It's just about flying and being free. Mm -hmm. Do you like that freedom? Does that ring a bell? Yeah. Yeah, I really think of me being free in the tunnel. Yeah. And when you first went in, were you being held onto by the instructor the whole time? Did they let you fly on your own? Um, I think, I think they, on the first time, they kept on holding on to me, and then the second time I went in, they let go just a little bit. Yeah. How much time on the first, on your first trip? Mm, Two minutes? Yeah. And how soon did you go back to the tunnel? How? The next day. <laughs> <laughs> so and I, that's when it started. I've never been in, I've never seen an urban air wind tunnel. How, how does it, like, I, I know how it works with iFly. You know, you got the antechamber and you sit on the bench and you go through and, you know, you've paid for a certain number of minutes and all that. Like, what's the, how does it go there? Like, is, is there is there a line? Are there many other people flying? Sometimes there's a line, um, but you basically just check in at the counter uh, get your suit, get geared up, kind of go through all the rules and the talk and that kind of stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, and then you just walk over to more of an open area, like in a gate, and then you sit down and wait for your turn. 
That sounds so weird. Like I'm sure that it looks similar to what it, I'm used to seeing at the at the wind tunnels that I know, but it just seems so. Uh, it kind of ruined us because then you go you go to a place that's maybe ruined us in a good way, spoiled us. Mm-hmm. Um, but you, then you go to another place and you're just like, I can't just do what I want. <laughs> there are rules here. Wait, people <laughs> rules have figured this rules. out. <laughs> hmm. So we kind of learned backwards. So how uh, how how long were you going to the urban air tunnel? How long did this last? Man, it was like March 1st to... What was your longest stretch? Do you remember? Somebody was watching and he told you... You mean longest stretch like you were going every day? Yep. Yeah. <laughs> oh, man. And, and tell them why you stopped. Uh, for a concert. Oh, who was it? Yeah. Pink. Oh, <laughs> That's pretty. Man, that, okay, yeah. What's that's, up? That's not who I. That's <laughs> not who I thought you were gonna say. And guess I've, who talked to Maddie? <laughs> Pink. Mm-hmm. What's up? Guess what Maddie did. What'd you do? Yeah. <laughs> no, that face you just made. Face. I thought she was stopping to think for a second. Like, no, but you just dumbfounded. <laughs> just froze up. I probably would do the same thing. Pink that's is like my generation. That's awesome. Mm-hmm. That's that's pretty much the only artist I know. That's awesome. Mom, why is she into pink? Um, I think she changes one of her songs to You Gotta Get Up and Fly. Right? Mm-hmm. It's you must sing it? You gotta get up and fly, fly, fly. I know that Ooh, song. That's a good one. It's actually yep. Try. <laughs> oh, she you says Try. Yeah. yeah. Okay, well, I recognize the tune at least. And I'm like... What if you change that to fly? <laughs> I wonder how that would sound. And I'm like, you gotta get up and fly. Have you ever listened to music? Will you fly in the wind tunnel? No. It's awesome. Getting it's probably getting against getting the rules there. by now. On the, on the to-do list. But mm-hmm. it's pretty neat. I may or may not have listened to Katy Perry flying in the tunnel. It's not a big nice. deal. <laughs> You're kidding. No, I'm dead serious. <laughs> Dude, if you hear my Do tunnel... Like my tunnel playlist, I think if you listen to it, you would not punch you. You would not <laughs> pick me as the person who has most of these musical interests. I uh, there's a band called Head PE, and part of the oh, song like is that. Swan Dive into the Asphalt, and I'm listening Should to that in free really fall. Really hard rock. Oh. Like, yeah. yeah, it's really heavy. It is definitely something I wouldn't share with my kids. Screaming? Yeah, like yeah. I think the first time I listened. There's to nothing them. like a Swan Dive into the Asphalt. <laughs> I can't even. And some of it's melodic. It, it's it's a rap. It's a mix of rap grunge rock yeah. reggae just it's, wow. it's, it's it's just yeah. it's, it's it's pretty hard yeah it's very it's very harsh um yeah but swan dive into the asphalt is a song i listen to in free fall sometimes nice. i haven't listened to music in free fall in forever i used to have an audible in one side of my helmet and then a uh small speaker on the left side and i kept it down if you ever listen to i know people do it all the time and don't do it if you're skydiving with earbuds and listening to music, you are not aware of what's around you. Number one, you can't hear your canopy, what it's doing, and, and you can't fly as good because mm-hmm. you're not sensibly aware. And then also if you somebody's yelling and part of a canopy because your avoidance is yell, yell. If you're in clouds, yell and make noise just in case. We're not supposed to jump through clouds, but it happens. Um, yell so people know where you're at, man. If, if your ears are – like if you're jumping with earplugs, period, if you're jumping with earbuds listening to music, if you're listening to ear music – in, under canopy at all turn it off yeah i, 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 I have off. i have jumped with uh with music maybe 50 times and the, me singing to you <laughs> that was one of them that was one of them um <laughs> do we need to tell that story i feel like we've told that story Enough, yeah. okay um, <laughs> we'll, we'll talk to you ladies another ways. time 
but uh, always when my parachute opens, that whatever I'm listening to gets paused and my mind is now on that thing. I used to listen to music when I would get really nervous, like for challenging jumps, because it kept my brain going mm-hmm. at the like at a at the right cadence. You know, I could hear the music, and that kept me slowed down and engaged and kept me from getting overly excited. But uh, yeah, I think that the moment that you pair if if you're a responsible person i think you should only have one headphone in because it opens your other ear up to the to the audible that you should be listening to and uh then you should pause it when your parachute opens so you can be fully aware of uh parachute traffic i think that's the only responsible way to do it mm-hmm. i will know i i won't make fun of your music choice because i will tell you i commonly am singing Sesame you're Street. gonna hear me See, you know it too. (laughs) You know it too. Oh, absolutely, dude. You can't watch TV and figure yourself. I I commonly sing one of three songs under Canopy. And people have actually, I've landed and people are like, were you just singing? I'm like, yeah, man. Don't you sing under Parachute? Number one, I sing under Parachute because you've heard me sing. It's not pretty at all. It's horrible. (laughs) I sing uh, Sunny Days, everything A-OK. I sing the Sesame Street theme song, Um, On My Way to Where. It's Think about the words of that song and what we're about to do. Um, I sing, um, I see skies of blue, red roses too. I see them blossom. I see them swoop. And uh, I actually swing, sing with parachutes. And then I sing um, Lady in Red. <laughs> I feel like I, that, I, I sing Lady in Red this, also. Re- what is wrong with you? You know, <laughs> you know, and I think I've usually sang it when I'm filming a girl wearing a red jumpsuit. Ah. That's how it gets in my head. Lady in Red. Yeah. I was yeah. going to say, is your canopy red? No. Uh, so a long time ago it was. Oh. I used to jump. Uh, all my canopies oh, were red, red for many yeah, years. Right. Yeah, um, Asian. What's that? Very Asian color. Uh, Nick has actually recently yes, embarrassed me into you not jumping dragon. colors. So mm-hmm. a year of the well, cow. Those, those colors. Those colors, yeah. So black, blue, and gold is my next rig. And then my next jumpsuit is not going to match anything else I have. Perfect. That, <laughs> no, straight up, I'm done. <laughs> you know, I jumpsuits don't even matter suits. anymore. Have you noticed this? Yeah, I have. I have to have it for uh, AFF courses. Right, right. Yeah. But just in the world of sports skydiving, if you had started down this road a few years ago, Maddie, you would notice that everyone was wearing super nice looking jumpsuits. That have you bought like a suit for you for the mm-hmm. for the tunnel from like a skydiving manufacturer? I've seen a few really pretty ones too. Yeah. Oh, Maddie's is yeah. You're talking about Maddie's. But yeah, which one's your favorite? Um. Probably the Dean, the white Dean. Okay, so you know what it's like to pay way too much money for a jumpsuit. And everybody (laughs) was doing that uh, for their free fly suits. And now all the cool kids are just going in jeans and a shirt or shorts and a shirt. But it was not like that for a really long time. I I actually hadn't done a free fly jump in about a year. And you were on the next one with Riley and Nicole. And I wore a regular free Mm -hmm. fly suit that's actually a tighter free fly suit of its day. And I was in a stand trying to go as fast as I could to keep up with Nicole and Riley in whatever tight, if they were wearing jumpsuits at all. Um, and I'm like, ooh. And yeah, I changed to swoop shorts and yeah, things have sped up. Yeah. I mean, please make sure you're tucking in your shirt or something. The great news is, have you noticed? So in skydiving for you girls, if you jump with your T-shirt out, it can blow over your handles. It can blow over your cutaway handle, your reserve handle, your main handle. I actually had my main handle covered by my T-shirt. I had to reach out, dig my main handle out, and deploy. And uh, fortunately, I learned my lesson, and, and we have ways to secure shirts. Have you noticed more people naturally secure shirts today than they used to? I've seen a lot of people tucking in their shirts and uh, using rubber bands to keep their shirts down. Yeah, yeah. I, you, there was a day and age where we had to nonstop tell people, hey, please tuck in your shirt. We still tell new jumpers that. Um, 
And please come ask me to share a story with you. I won't share it tonight, but I have a story of a friend and, and one of the many reasons I'm very adamant about it. Um, guys, if you're on the drop zone, if you're in the tunnel, if you're anywhere and somebody is giving you a policy or a procedure, it might not be because they saw, it's because something happened to somebody. In my case, I've been around the sport 23 years. It's a chance that I've seen it at this point. So please tuck in those shirts. So how's that new jumpsuit going, that white deem? It's doing pretty awesome. Oh, that's actually not the deem. That's the dragon suit. Oh, it is the dragon suit. Mm-hmm. Okay. The one you showed? Yeah, it's like sparkly and it has a matching helmet. Mm-hmm. Cool. And it has like glow in the dark. Butt. <laughs> yeah. Her butt glows. <laughs> <laughs> why, the, why just the butt? Oh, well, it's not. Are you like a firefly? Good question. It's it's like a spine, a little bit on the wrists. Okay, gotcha. Um, I think the white deem is on my page. So you've got a new deem suit. When did you get that? Just recently. God, it's going to be so sad for your mom who paid for that suit when you grow out of it really fast. Well, you can always sell it. Did you get get a little bit of extra room to, to grow, mom? A little bit. I think Dean thought of that for us. Mm-hmm. Well, it's cool because you said you could sell it. And part of me last like, haha, like, no, actually the market of kids skydiving is mm-hmm. growing tremendously. So A, the manufacturers are thinking ahead like this. And B, there is a market for use. I mean, like my sister's, I don't know. She's probably hoarding, hoarding baby clothes. Mm-hmm. But she should be selling my niece's clothes. My niece's three, who's about the size of Maddie right now. It's ridiculous. <laughs> she's really silly tall. Um, but yeah, getting rid of your jumpsuit that way would work. Actually, we had somebody fight over her. Three people fight over her black helmet. We sold her G4 to get the white G4 and they were getting pretty heated. How do you like that G4? It's, it's good. We did have to get the next size up because my head was growing so yep, fast. So we already had to, we already had to deal with the growing skydiver. You have a uh, G3 as well, right? Yes. You, you went from the G, G3, you brought around to the drops. And did you take that? Yeah, you took that to Dallas as well. Yep. Tell Can me I about get, that helmet. Share that story. So we're technically doing like a revolution. It's I call it my revolution helmet. And we're getting most of the skydivers to sign it. Why are you calling it your revolution helmet? Because mm, it was the revolution boogie. Oh, it started in Dallas. Ah, okay. Yes. That makes sense. And now you've had a bunch of skydivers sign it. Like, who has signed it? Uh, Claudio. Yeah. You guys. Oh, Claudio, he didn't come to the show twice. Glad you brought him up. <laughs> Claude no show. <laughs> <laughs> I saw a lot of names on that helmet when I signed it. I'm kind of thankful yeah. we didn't have to follow him. <laughs> yeah, you had to follow is, us. He is an amazing person and super sweet to Maddie. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Who, uh, you had us sign it. That's a joke. Um, who, who else has signed it? Um... Olga, Inca, Tex, Alethea. Man. Our boy Tyler. So hold on a second. I don't think all of our listeners know who Olga or Inca is. Do you can you explain who these young ladies are? Uh, old ladies maybe to you. <laughs> <laughs> um Man, I don't I mean I don't know that much about them, but Inca I do know that she was in a commercial for like an Apple Watch. She also was on America's Got Talent as an entry. Um, America's Got Talent, they actually had one season where she was on it and they just had a big screen on the stage and they cut to her flying in the tunnel. And I'm I'm guessing it was pre-recorded. It could have been live. 
Yeah, I'm pretty sure it was pre-recorded. Yeah, um, but the, it was. They did a great job of presenting, you know, making it feel like you're at the tunnel watching someone fly in the tunnel. It's pretty cool. Do you know what uh, competitions or things Inca's won or Olga? Yeah, I mean, the, I know that uh, Inca's for sure been world champion, and I, I'm not sure what competitions. And uh, I, I know I've seen Olga compete a lot, and she's a tr- phenomenal flyer, does a lot of coaching. Yeah. But uh, both of them are pretty pretty top of their game for uh you know not just for just just for being women but they're <laughs> they're amazing at, at, at like freestyle flying they are they are tip top they are top level flyers period regardless of sex men or male or female and they are two of the best females period um two of the best period they're absolutely phenomenal so claudio from fly for life claudio, claudio cagnasty no show uh inca olga alethea from uh, level slot doc lsd sideways stuff and uh, Carlos, um, that was a pretty Carlos signature. Pedro base, yes. a Brasinio yes. or something like that. We love our wingsuiters. Yeah, mm-hmm. I, that's those are some huge heavy hitters. It, it was cool being at the DZ with you recently, and and you guys trying to figure out who everybody was because you follow a lot of these guys on Instagram. Yeah. Yeah. When did you start following Skydivers? Before or after the tunnel? Um, probably after. Okay. And. Like, do you still do you look at a lot of what we do online? Are you watching things online a lot? Yep. What are you looking for? What do you what gets your attention on social media? Um, I mean, like, really pretty things, like just lots of freestyle, head down. I like all those things in the formations. Sky. I think formations really get your blood pumping. Man, mm-hmm. have you guys watched uh, anyone fly in that Abu Dhabi tunnel, thirty-two oh. foot tunnel? Mm-hmm. It's insane. It'd be like a hundred foot tunnel to you. <laughs> yep. <laughs> oh, God, can you imagine a little army of tiny little Maddies flying in that I'd tunnel? Be, I'd be like this. <laughs> yeah, you'd be a tiny little dot in that in that giant thing. Get the Wittenberg kids, Aspire. Uh, <laughs> isn't that uh, their team name now? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Wicked Shredders. Yeah. Um, man, get them. Uh, is, do you know who Team Future is? Are they still around? I haven't heard of them. Team Futures, I think, in the past. Yeah, they they are. Those <laughs> kids stopped. Um, that was just a wordplay joke. I don't even know if that's true. What's the? Uh, but they were they were in uh, Denver, weren't they? Yeah. What's the? Um, mm, can't think of the names right now. So I think that wordplay joke went over everybody's head. No, I I got <laughs> Most of them it. But dad jokes <laughs> are just that way. Yeah. <laughs> uh, it's like hey, I might make a joke that you don't even realize is a joke. Exactly. And that, I'm sorry. <laughs> that's just the way my brain works. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um. Anyway, you were saying we were talking about uh, the things that you like to follow on Instagram, and this has got me thinking. Like, I wondered when you realized that what you were doing in the wind tunnel had anything to do with this thing called skydiving. Hmm. Maybe it was when Ryan Leeper walked into Urban Air, and you were like, "Hey, he has a G four too. You want to be my G four buddy?" <laughs> <laughs> and and Ryan Leeper was like, "Kid." getting close to me like <laughs> so this is at, at urban air yes i know ryan is a wingsuiter yes so what was he doing in that tunnel um, was he cheating on his wingsuit maybe <laughs> working on a little backfly with cool. donaldo and maddie got to surf donaldo and that's when that's when it was like skydivers and then i think shortly after that we got to see ben swoop at um Dallas. Are you talking about Ben Nelson? Mm-hmm. Maybe. Oh, I'm sorry that you guys know him. And uh, little did we it's know that um, <laughs> swooping is really loud and 
Ben was coming in to swoop, and I thought he wasn't going to make it, so I reached over and covered Maddie's eyes, and <laughs> she pulled like, him oh. down. She so, pulled him down. I want to see it. So you thought your lovely young daughter was about to watch our friend Ben pound into the ground? Maybe, but he didn't. <laughs> how fortunate! But you were you were going to watch anyway, Maddie. Is that yep. how it was going down? Oh, <laughs> then she was hooked. <laughs> oh man! So what was it like your first time being at a drop zone? I mean, it was pretty cool. What did you like about it? Mm, I mean, I just really like looking up to the sky and seeing all the colors pop out. It's you really you like watching the parachutes open? Mm-hmm. So this is something that you're pretty uh, foreign, you know, that you haven't flown a parachute yet, right? Yeah. So so what, what do you think it's going to be like when you get to fly in a parachute? I think it's going to be heaven. Mm. Oh, I, love, I love you. You're, you're so rock. Oh, yeah. my goodness. You're not oh. wrong. You got me. I'm, oh, man, melted. I like kids for once in my life. I My niece and Maddie, I like two kids. The rest of you kids go away. I have a VR headset sitting over there that we can plug into my computer oh, and have a, a canopy simulator on great it. Great idea. Yeah. yeah. I have a canopy simulator. Um, a buddy of ours, Amir, you, you might see him around the drop zone every now and then is uh, developing a canopy simulator mainly for a game because I've seen a bunch of people put VR headsets out for canopy stuff and they try to market it as a simulator and maybe sell it as a game. There's only so there's only so many skydivers. There's tons of people who want to play games. I think I've seen I think it's like on the Oculus and there's like videos where you can watch skydivers. No, th- it's it's on an Oculus, but you actually get to fly and land the parachute. So um, I actually might still have space. Land. I, I, uh, the four things I have on it right now is a nighttime cityscape, literally swooping through buildings. Nick, it's absolutely ridiculous. I love it. Um, a Statue of Liberty landing on, on uh, Ellis Island, um, landing on a uh, big uh, football stadium and um, uh, uh, on an island somewhere. So he's made these kind of an adventure thing. But uh, yeah, at some point I'll have to pull this out and let you check it out. Cool. Yeah. So you think flying a parachute will be heaven? Why? That first of all, it is. You're you're right. Why do you think <laughs> it's going to be heaven? Um, I mean, you're just hanging out on the sky. You're just hanging. You're flying. You ever see Nick land his parachute? Mm-hmm. He's flying across the every, ground. Every time, like the first time I wanted to video him, I was holding the phone. I'm like this. Because <laughs> I probably fell down, right? No. Have you seen me fall down? I fall down all the time. Never. Well, you guys You've are watching. Not watching yeah, you need to watch closer. <laughs> he doesn't fall down as much as he indicates, but he does fall down every so often. I fall down less than I used to, but yeah. If you spent a whole week out there, you'd, you'd see me go down a few times. If he was still <laughs> jumping full time, you would see it regularly. Yeah, it's funny. I'm jumping a little less and doing a little better. You actually are uh, oddly jumping more recently, too. I made five skydives in the last two days. It's really great. A lot of fun. I'm sad we missed those. I am, I am, uh, I'm ready, man. I, th- I think I told so I th- you haven't jumped since the whole uh, Rona shutdown. Yeah, no. Hel- help, wow. help me understand why. I'm chicken. Other than <laughs> <laughs> I, I know you're a germaphobe. Um, but what, what's, uh, I want to hear how you're thinking about the whole situation and what's making you feel more or less safe about it. You ruined me 
Absolutely. You actually, you are a big part of my problem. In what way? Um, so I'm a, I'm a bit of a germaphobe. Being in the airplane, you'll notice I always like to sit up very straight. I like to find a place where I'm not touching or grabbing anybody else Should either. I sit up straight? No, no, I do that in the plane because otherwise you're leaning on each other and oh, touching okay. each other a lot. So I sit up straight in the plane, so I'm not sitting and leaning on you just in a courtesy, but also because I don't want to touch you. Um, so I, it's, I watch too many gentlemen leave the restroom. Actually, guys, gentlemen wash their hands. Um, and I'm just like, man, this is disgusting. And I watch what people do throughout the day. I'm like, I just, this is gross. When I was a full-time tandem instructor, I got sick regularly. And I can think of instances where I took a sick person on, like somebody sniffly and, and sneezy. And this is before full-face helmets were a thing. And that week I would be sick. And I mean, like not in my imagination, I am really bad sick. And when I stopped being a full-time TI, I stopped getting sick all the time. And that didn't help me at all. And when COVID started, we talked about the spread of germs in the airplane. And Maddie, you're going to, don't get mad at me. Nick says, when one person farts in the plane, everybody smells it immediately. It circulates through. You smell it through your... air pressure. We know this, right? Mm -hmm. It's so, the air circulating. Well, if somebody in the front of the back of the plane farts, it goes all through everything. And I'm like, oh, great. Now... So we were talking about germs spreading that way. So you're imagining the Rona flying through the plane. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so that's you, you didn't help me at all. Um, I am at a point where, first of all, I think we should be trying to learn to to uh, live a life with COVID. And, and anybody who says we shouldn't be trying anything, I think is foolish. Anybody who says hey, we think we should be just going full bore, I think is also foolish. I think we should figure out what we're doing, try. I'd rather be overly cautious than underly cautious. And figure out, hey, we could back off and be good to go. Mm-hmm. Um, people need to be skydiving um, for us to learn if we can skydive safely. People need to be doing it in wise and smart ways. Spaceland, I think, is one of many DZs doing so. And honestly, the amount of tandem instructors taking random people on tandem skydives every day, your staff should all have COVID right now and should be sick right now if it was as bad as some people say it is. Mm-hmm. Um, I see it's not a big deal. So this weekend, I'm actually going to Dallas. I am going to go. Uh, I don't know if you met Heath, the pilot out there. Mm-mm. He's your height. You'd like him, man. Uh-huh. Uh, Maybe it was this guy you had that picture of. Yeah, yeah. that was a pretty cool one. Which were, one? So the plane was just like uh, going that way. And then he just held he just the gave you a peace sign. sign. Yeah. Oh, and okay. she melted. She was like, oh. It was, this was in Dallas? Yeah. Oh, that's a good chance it was Heath. He's our, he's our chief <laughs> pilot. Um, uh, I'm going to go on a right seat ride in the plane. I haven't done so in a while. I haven't been on a plane period since COVID. And uh, my justification in my brain is illogical in my own brain. Um, I'm not leaning, touching, and against everybody. So I'm not breathing in each other's airspace. But as small as confined of a space it is, it's still going to be breathing each other's air. But this is a way for me to go like, okay, let's go. I- I'm there for two days to hang out with Heath. That's really what I'm, and Paula. Sorry, I love you, Paula. Um, We've known each other since 98. So it's it's a weekend to hang out. So I have to go in the right seat and I have to be in the airplane with him to to do so. Have you been on a right seat ride? No. Should I? Oh, it's better than a skydive. Better better than my tandem with Nick in the front and Pedro on the back. Go with Rabbit. Yeah, yeah. yeah, you should definitely go with Rabbit. Yeah, that's all I got to say. Go with Rabbit. Have you met Rabbit? (laughs) Oh, no, go with Eric too. Eric's awesome. But, so, uh, M- Madison, oh. I see. Or do you prefer Maddie or Madison? Maddie. Maddie. We did this earlier. So, oh, did we? Oh, <laughs> yes, I found the picture. That. Yeah, so I found the picture. Mm-hmm. Do you like to take photos? Yes. Yeah. 
I see that you have a lot of them from the um, Revolution Boogie. Mm-hmm. And so that's what you're kind of doing now. Like yeah. I see. To go around and I see Wick kind of coaching you a little bit on, on taking pictures. Did you yeah. have an interest before that? A little. My mom just like showed me the camera. I tried to steal my hat back. <laughs> so were you showing her a camera on the phone or did you I guys think, have um, COVID brought it out um, with the big camera with my rebel. I took it out and then um, wit definitely brings get with it mm-hmm. gets um, gets her a little bit more accurate using the settings and that kind of stuff. Getting her the scoop out on the drop zone and sneaking her out there um, to get the good shots. Mm-hmm. That's pretty sweet of him. So, what do you like about taking pictures? Um, uh, I just oh, like helping. Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> I just like um helping some people figure out what they're doing in the landings. Mm-hmm. Oh, she did. She did um help out a friend, kind of film her landings and when she is um what's that called again? Flaring, flaring, and the so. timing of it. Like so doing it in the middle and then completely down to stand. Okay, yeah, keep explaining. You're doing a good job. To keep stand the yourself. landings. And she was doing a little bit less than she should have. Yeah. And then she I love put that it photo of her and Ben. You know what I do for a living, one. right? What? Do you know what I teach? Like mo- uh, half my job, do you know what half of my job is teaching? People how to fly and land parachutes. I teach basic canopy courses. I wrote the canopy curriculum for Skydive Spaceland. I do canopy coaching. Almost anytime you see me, I'm, ki- oh, I'm coaching somebody in a parachute. Do you know or what Thailand? you just? Do you know yeah. what you said is very Clear. accurate and very well said? I've seen people. Where did with, you learn that from? With a hundred skydives, not be able to explain. I've what seen you people just with a thousand skydives who can't say what you. Where did you learn this from? Just from filming, hanging and around watching. you, cool people. No, no, not. So did you hear somebody say this? Has somebody taught you this? Or did you just observe and see what works and what doesn't work? I observe. And Danielle, do you know of anybody maybe dropping information that she doesn't remember? You maybe overheard a conversation? Because I'm going somewhere with this line of questions said and done. <laughs> she does spend a lot of time with a particular skydiver um, that also coaches her in the tunnel. Okay. That invests in a lot of... So you, you might have heard some of this in, in passing. Mm-hmm. So between hearing and passing and seeing it, you're putting it all together. Yep. So this brings me just to the simple thought. I grew up learning to do something. I'm good at that because I, a good example is, Nick, I think every now and then, I don't, have you ever seen me do a coin trick here or there or a card trick here or there? I know, there? That, you know that you know some magic, yeah. Oh, Carlos yeah, has seen that. me done that. He do, a few guys at the drop have seen me do it here and there. I'm very timid and shy about it because I just don't take it very serious anymore. Um, but I'm still very capable of certain tricks with magic because that's, I think you know that locker's full of magic junk. I didn't know that the <laughs> that magic is my junk magic. was in there. That's that, really yeah, funny. Most of it's gone now. Uh, Elsa, if you look on that bookshelf on the bottom left, it's full of VHS tapes. You don't have to show anything. Oh, okay. It's full of VHS <laughs> tapes of all magic uh, manuscripts, manuals, uh, things. It's just what I did. So I'm always capable of it because I grew up around it to some level. You're growing up around skydiving. I do feel bad because I have to make up for not being a skydiver. So you don't there. There I go plugging in Maddie around certain people. Ah, that's how you're making up. Okay, and we we appreciate that because we we've had this conversation. Ah, we'll get to that in a little bit. <laughs> um, I'm so curious to see where you are at in 18 years, or excuse me, in eight years when you're 18, um, and you're actually able to get a license, etc., and get to skydive because 
you're already taking this in at 10. Do you plan on skydiving one day? Yeah. Yeah? When, when do you, like 18 is the age most people think is legal in the United States. If you listen to our show, you know where I'm going with this conversation. Do you think you're going to do it sooner? Maybe. Maybe. You never know. No, no, it's an open. You can you can talk completely about this company, this place, anything you want to say. Um, I do know that Melissa Lowe has a place in Colorado. Technically, her husband Ben Lowe has a place. Mm-hmm. But yeah, um, so you're thinking about going to Colorado to USA uh, Ultimate Skydiving Adventures uh, to make a tandem skydive. Maybe. Maybe. We also know about where else can you do it? Uh, Tennessee. Mike Mullen's place, West Tennessee. Maybe that's not where I was going with that, but mm-hmm. you had I don't some know. friends. You had some friends go to Mexico. Yeah, and they're like, and then if you there go, was go like to a nine-year-old on a plane, and some friends went over there and yeah. were like, "Maddie, we thought of you." If you go, go to Benlo. Hundred percent, go to USA Ultimate Skydiving Adventures. Um, I, I'm not saying this because I like Ben and Melissa. I'm not saying this because they're friends of mine. Um, I first met Ben Lowe. I'm an examiner. I train instructors for a living as well. I teach canopy stuff. I train instructors. Uh, ben is my peer. He trained instructors. He was well known for doing a great job. His standard, his level of safety, and his level of making sure you have fun. He is an ultimate professional. Um, he wanted to introduce a sport to younger jumpers. He wanted to give younger jumpers the opportunity a chance to skydive. And he also wants to convince people in our industry that it is a safe and justifiable thing to do. Lawyers are our biggest fight, by the way. Hmm. And Ben will a ha- has the best system. He is well-trained. Some of the people you'll find in any place may or may not be trained well. I will tell you some of the guys you'll find in, in, in Mexico will not be trained well. Ben will be the funnest and the best skydiving <laughs> opportunity you'll have. If you go anywhere, go there. I love you, Ben. You owe me five bucks. (laughs) (laughs) I think we also listened intently to Chuck Akers. Uh Uh-huh. And we got to realize that maybe there's other countries that you can start when you're 16 if you feel like you're ready. Yes. So just, yeah. So let's, I just want to go to the tandem itself then. Are you really still considering doing a tandem sometime in the next year? I want your answer. Let's say mom says yes right now. Let's say you have the money right now. Would you go do a tandem? Mm, probably. Probably. <laughs> Most likely. I don't, yeah, say I don't feel like that probably. Shouldn't, it, yeah, hell, shouldn't like, it be a hell yes? <laughs> you can swear, Maddie. Yeah, why, do, why do you say, no, she can't? She's tried. Why do, why do you say probably? You seem a little uncertain. Are you saying that because? Um, I mean, I just want some friends with me. Like some people to have the courage not to be scared. I think we've had, um, so long story short, a lot of people around us, a lot of skydivers around us. And we always talk about what's Maddie's day going to look like. And you slowly getting to know it, getting to know that you can't have everybody there up there with you. So Mm -hmm. I think it's, you want to finish that? You can. You see where I'm going with it? No. You just want to have the the right setup, you know, certain people with you. You want your friends there. Yeah, you want so to be able to jump with somebody like Nick or Wit or myself. Mm-hmm. Like, okay, I that's, feel, fair. that's fair. I feel awesome that my first tandem was with Nick and with Pedro because I know that they're going to forever be lifetime friends and your fly family. I remember my first they instructor. You're going to get <laughs> <laughs> He cries like a girl. <laughs> so 
let's talk about that for a minute because there's a conversation that we've been having over time. Let's say next year, you could next spring, July, this fall, whatever, you could go to Colorado and make a skydive with Ben. Um, I, I'll tell you right now, it's going to be hard to find any of your friends in the United States who can't take you on a tandem. As far as I go, I'm... Oh, not necessarily the tandem person. I okay. mean, we know that we're going to find somebody new, but it's just people that I'm going to look at to make yeah. you feel better and to keep eye contact with. I, I wouldn't be shocked if it was planned far enough ahead of time that some of your friends might join you in Colorado. A mm-hmm. question that some of my friends have had, and Danielle, you and I have been having this conversation. Um, none of us would have suffered any risk or any consequences for jumping with Ben Lowe and you. So if Ben took you on a skydive or Nick or myself or some one of our friends joined you on the skydive, there is no risk for us to do so. Now, the risk is is getting him or myself time off of work, being yeah. able to be there. Mm-hmm. But I, that's been one of the fears. We've had this conversation. I mm-hmm. spoke directly with the director of safety and training for USPA. Aww, I you, said thanks. if I went, because I uh, arrogantly maybe said I'm at the highest standard of ratings. I said, hey, mm-hmm. if I go, he's like, nope, you're not breaking any BSRs because Ben Lowe is not a USPA member nor a USPA uh, drop zone. Mm-hmm. So he's not breaking any BSR. So you're not aiding and abetting and breaking the BSR. So I I had that question to know that any of your friends who want to join you on Skydive, I've I've checked with the highest authority of safety and training for USPA. And that's when, that's what it feels like having a hookup. (laughs) (laughs) I mean, count me in too. (laughs) But the thing is, is you, anybody, and I, I want the listeners to know this, you could call USPA and ask and I just happened to have Ron Bell's phone number. By the way, I called his USPA phone number. I didn't call anything special. Um, maybe I called this up. Um, he, uh, <laughs> I just called Ron, and and he he he'll answer anybody. Wow. The difference is he's like, oh, hey DJ. <laughs> I'm like, great, good to hear from you, yeah, too, he's, buddy. He's probably nicer to someone who's not you who makes that <laughs> phone call. He is jerk. I hate you, Ron. <laughs> yeah, he'll we'll have him on the show sometime. He he used to work here in Houston. So we have a pretty good friendship beyond. That's good. So, yeah, I, I do have a, a friend, but anybody, call USPA and ask them a question. They, they fly a 182 at uh, Ultimate Skydiving yes. Adventures? Yeah. So I don't know if you know what that means, Maddie. It's a small airplane. So you're used to seeing us here in Houston and Dallas with these big airplanes and lots of people fit in that airplane. Mm-hmm. But uh, 182 is only going to fit you and Ben because you guys are going to be attached. And then two people. And then, and then two other people. See, she knows. <laughs> so it's a small group. That's all I mean. Mm-hmm. I think of um, more of in a short term goal too that Maddie has been thinking of um, doing something for the. I'm looking at the help me out girl film, film festival. festival. Yeah. What are you thinking about? Hold on one second. We're gonna get to the film festival. I'm not oh, done sorry, with sorry, you sorry, yet. Sorry. <laughs> um, I served on the board of directors, so I'm gonna speak of a very specific experience. A young lady came to the USPA board of directors. I'm 16 years old on this date. It was. I love the story. It was a little bit past, a little bit coming. My whole family skydives. A little bit different version than you because your whole family doesn't skydive. I suck. I want to jump on my 16th birthday, but not only do I want to jump, I want to continue skydiving as a 16, 17-year-old. The drop zone that I'm going to be skydiving at, my family jumps at as well. Here's a letter from them. Here's a letter from the rig manufacturer. Here's a letter from anybody and everybody saying they all condone and are okay with me jumping their gear at their drop zone at whatever. And here are my parents. Everybody was on board. And USPA, the board of directors at that point, voted to say yes and gave that young lady and that drop zone for that young lady only a waiver to let her go from 16 to her license. 
Now I'll tell you, in Texas is a little bit trickier because we have a <laughs> a legal issue going on. Um, what is the guy in charge of legal stuff? Uh, DA, district attorney. Um, and I don't know the full details. I moved to Texas and had to learn some of this. Uh, the law uh, of of waiver contracts and, and minors can't sign that waiver. That is what hinders us in Texas. Um, that being said, it's up to each drop zone to choose to apply a waiver, uphold a waiver, uh, who does a waiver, make uh, make those risks that they do and don't want to, to make. It's not something that will happen at Spaceland. Um, we've got a very big company, a lot to lose, as I believe the owner would say. Yeah. Um, but there are options out there. And honestly, by the time you're 16, I earnestly hope it doesn't take that long to make 16-year-old legal again in the United States. So why did it change from 16 to 18? Um, and how old was Maddie when that happened? Um, maybe not born yet. Actually, not born yet. Hmm. Um, what year were you born? 2010. Oh, my goodness. <laughs> um, I could just do math. 10 minus 2. <laughs> it's harder the older we get, right? Yeah. Like, how old am I? I like don't when know. you asked me how old I was, how old I was and I kind of stalled, I'm like... Yeah. And you told me you're like 28, right? <laughs> I'm trying to help you out here. <laughs> My goodness. Yeah. Um, only Lori Pataloco do I lie about her age the other way because she's 63. Um, uh, Man, I thought she was at least 70 by now. <laughs> the, uh, the age for tandems have been 18 for the longest time because of the waiver, because of UPT lawyers. Uh, it's 18. A USPA has said 16 is the age for skydiving, our basic safety requirement. Um, eight, uh, and at some point, they had to adjust their BSRs, or basic safety requirements, to say except for tandems or 18 because that's what all the tandem manufacturers require. Um, when I started skydiving, 16-year-olds were getting their license. A good buddy of mine, Alex O'Connor, uh, him and I jumped together for years, uh, started when he was 16 years old. Um, it was somewhere, oh gosh, I would say probably in the early 2000s, 03, 05 maybe, uh, and I, I might be a few years off on this, that the board went from 18 to six, uh, from 16 to 18 for any type of skydive. Uh, it's a controversial topic amongst the board of directors every, every year, every time, uh, waivers are for 16 year olds, uh, for underage kids happen regularly, make a wish foundation, like, Hey, I'm, I'm a dying kid. Um, and it's constantly a point of controversy and, and I, amongst many other people, Melissa Lowe, I think has been very clear about her desire to, she's married to a guy, so I hope I'm not throwing under the bus, but her desire to see underage kids be able to jump at the age of 16. Mm. I loved it when we got to meet her and, um, God, you got some the, big ones. Oh, and all at once too, it was like, how are we going to come down from these two weeks? Never. But Melissa, I mean, lowered her body. And got to Maddie's level eye contact, and it was like, "Damn, that's cool, mom." <laughs> and the tattoos, oh, I loved it. She's a really sweet lady. Sweet, and we were just staring at her, and she was just listening to us. And I'm like butting into conversations, and I did. I had no clue what that lady has done with her life. It's beautiful. It's the best thing about skydivers, I think. Hey, wait. Hey, wait. It's a, it's the best thing about skydivers <laughs> is I. Uh, we, we don't care who you are. We don't care what you've done. We don't care what you do or we do. We just are all people, right? And I'm curious why you like... You obviously like skydivers a lot. Yeah. Why? We're a bunch of weirdos. I just think that it's like a really cool thing. You're doing pretty rad stuff. And it feels weird. You <laughs> know, it feels weird. We're doing rad stuff, but you've seen other people do cool stuff 
and you don't hang out with them. And it's weird. I, your mom has talked to me about how you don't open up to everybody. And you've really opened up to skydivers. Uh, there's particular ones. Wit seems like a good buddy of yours. You talk mm-hmm. to Nick and I easily. But you, you talk to, uh, are you waving at Elsa over there? No, I'm waving to Wit. Okay, Wit, whatever, <laughs> Wit. We don't care about Wit. Wit's a jerk. But you're, yes, wave right there. Yeah. Okay. Um, I, I love it when there are. I forget that's a camera. <laughs> head to toe covered tattoos, you know, men, women, whatever. And I just love to see them melt over Maddie. Um, it's really nerve wracking to bring a child into a drop zone. I mean, uh, Maddie, watch your step. Don't you dare step on that line. And, and she's pretty, she's pretty awesome about it, but I, I, I can't wait until it comes to prom, her wedding and being like, who, who's ever is like cool skydivers in the back and then dressy people in front of me. I mean, we, we got it covered to have Maddie protected for the rest of her life because these people are so cool. So down to earth. Love Maddie one hundred and seventy five percent. It's it's just been it's been a really sweet ride already. I will apologize right now if you ever get to the point that you like boys, and <laughs> you bring a boy around the drop zone. You have the biggest army of big brothers and uncles. Oh no, I don't get involved. I that's not my problem. I, <laughs> I uh, Nick, you're up. Yeah, Nick's up. <laughs> um, I just will. Sit, I can be that role. You know the dad who just sits there and stares at the kid. You can trust from trust on me for that. I will be the guy who just like looks at him. He'll be scared of me. And, and the guy's gonna else. be gives he's gonna eye. be like peeing his pants. <laughs> now, <laughs> chances are I'm gonna be sixty and he's gonna be muscular and built with a beard because he's eighteen years old and he's gonna whoop my butt. Yeah, how, how how old is Maddie gonna be when you let her start dating these boys? I don't have to worry about that. I mean, because right now they are like the <laughs> she's making faces and Mad- and Maddie is like. Yeah, no interest, no care. Not yet. No, nah, nothing wrong with that well, at all. The, the reason I ask is if if she starts dating at like sixteen, chances are whatever dude she brings around is going to be taller than me by then. <laughs> Go but for the ankles, Nick. I, I will fight a sixteen-year-old. <laughs> I saw him do it the other night. He was six, by the way. Well, <laughs> I'm not good with numbers. Uh, now you you have the biggest army of big brothers. So any boy Uncles, you ever bring around, you brothers. it's not going to be cool for them. So sorry. Yeah. Yep. For we, sure. don't, we don't got to worry. To, like, I can just sit back and relax. What? So what you don't know, it's because we do cool stuff. There's got to be something else that allows you to open up to skydivers. What? Why do you? What is it? It's probably also because I do indoor skydiving and it has something to deal with skydiving. You have something to associate to. Mm-hmm. I, uh, we, we talked the other day and you, you said you feel like you're, you're more of an adult than a kid sometimes. And in, in a good way, if those of you are listening, and, it's, and I told you never stop being a kid, but you do a great job associating to adults. Or, or um, what was the word? I, I forget the word. Bond. Bond. That wasn't the word either, but it's a good <laughs> version of the word. Um, but anyways, you, you do great with adults. Um, it's cool to see you around the DZ, the connection of flying. And that really is a great connection because we have lawyers, doctors, janitors who mm-hmm. jump together. And back to it, there's no judgment of, oh yeah. my gosh, look at Nick. He's yeah. got, I mean, he's short, that we judge. Yeah. yeah. But his tattoos, his grommets, not that don't matter, man. But I think I think it, like, skydiving brings out your your soul, your inside. You get to see what a person's truly made out of. It's not for not for wimps. You've got to have for balls sure. to skydive. For I, sure. I want to know about your, your interest and willingness to do a tandem. How, how did this develop? Like, when did you start thinking, oh God, I might have to jump out of an airplane? Um, I, I ran into a little bit of a problem, um, 
come January, I felt some pinching in my shoulder that I was a little bit worried about and um, kicking myself in the butt, you know, like I have so much left to do in my life and I feel like I might be a little bit in hot water, you know, with permanent damage. Um, and then it, it got to the point like where COVID let me get through some doctor's appointments and gets, um, get it looked at. And I do have some muscle muscle loss, um, which I've never heard of. I always thought that you could gain muscle back because working out, that kind of stuff. And um, I was like, crap, what about Mandy's, Maddie's first tandem? I'm not going to be able to do it with her or that kind of stuff. And um, just had this, this feeling that I was ready. And I asked her if it was okay because that was important. Leaving her on the ground is not a good feeling. Um, you know, I was super nervous for you. But I was like, who was there? At the oh Hold on, I, I want to know what made you feel nervous about it. Um, I guess it was just her jumping out of a perfectly good airplane. Because everyone that you had seen were strangers up until now, jumping out of planes, right? These people all jumped before you knew them. Mm-hmm. And mom hadn't jumped before, and that seemed a little different. Yep. Have you seen anybody get hurt yet skydiving? I've seen, like, bruises, uh... Broken leg at all? No. Okay. You've seen bruises, so you've seen some hard landings, but nothing worse than that. Have you seen it in the tunnel? Mm. I mean, like, bruises. Yeah. Yeah, I could headbutt a tunnel <laughs> really good. Yeah, I've been real bruised and from that thing. The, Can't break the wall, promise. The tunnel is, like, my safe zone. Outside the tunnel, I can break my arm by falling backwards on carpet. What? what? That's a true story. Well, <laughs> Please. That oh that has Please this tell. happened already? Yes. Oh, before skydiving. Mm-hmm. What were you doing before you fell down? Uh, rushing. Yeah. <laughs> Never rush, Maddie. Run around to home, you fall over, break your arm. Yep. Yeah. So the tunnel is way more safe. Yes. It's like it's like the best babysitter in skydivers, and I don't um, best paid paid babysitters. <laughs> sure. <laughs> um, then I get then I get to relax when skydivers and the tunnels around. She's distracted by us. <laughs> so it's, I want to kind of go back to why you associate with skydivers. Um, I'm going to tell you a little secret. Most skydivers hate seeing kids on a drop zone. Did oh. you know that? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Did you know most people love seeing you on a drop zone? Mm. Yeah, no, it's true. Love it. it is absolutely true. You are a, a unique thing. And I think it's the way you speak to people. I think it's the way you act normal with us. You act like you're one of us. You're very interested in what we say and you're very good at having a conversation back. So... You're a very unique person. There are there are other kids. Adrian Glaive's kids love having them around. Absolutely. If you're a parent out there, some of your kids, please like make sure they behave, act like Maddie, be respectful of people. Thank you. Yes sir. No sir. Yes ma'am. Just just be respectful in general. And your kids are totally cool. Adrian's kids. Uh, do, have you ever noticed his kids on the DZ? Uh, hardly. No, and exactly. only because I know who they are, and that's that's yeah. great. They don't get in the way. How how do you describe the kids that bother you at the drop zone? What are they doing? I have to babysit you. <laughs> I have to tell you to stop doing things. I have to stop top t- tell you to stop taking things everywhere. I have to tell you to go out of rooms you don't belong in. And honestly, kids can be in the packing room. We don't mind that you hang out in the packing room. But you just got to watch out for the lines and hold the door. Mm-hmm. So I, what else do you think about in the packing room? Um, when you say watch out for the lines, what do you mean watch out for the lines? She prays, she prays for weather holds so that she can spend time with you guys. Yeah. <laughs> but when you say watch out for the lines, what do you do when you see lines? Um, I just like stay two feet away from it. 
So do you ever walk over lines? Sometimes. Sometimes. Oh, shame on you. Shame on you. Ooh, yeah. I bet she's so careful. Yeah, I, oh, I bet you are. You're so careful. Yeah, I'm like, ah. I think I've hopped over a few and I got excited. Yeah. So is there a reason why you won't step over lines versus reasons you will step over lines? I just know that parachutes are really expensive. Okay. So if you see somebody packing a parachute, would you step over their lines? No. Okay. If you see a parachute sitting there and nobody touching it, would you step over its lines? Yes. Okay. If you see a parachute laying there and nobody's touching it, but obviously in a state of being packed, would you step over the lines? No. Man. I don't, I don't, She's good. I don't <laughs> want to. better than me. I think I've been stepping over lines. I'm sorry, yeah. guys. I love you. So I w- Maddie's, your answer is, man, right on. <laughs> guys and gals, so many of you skydivers can learn from a 10-year-old on a drop zone. <laughs> I'm not kidding. I love how in tune you are to our sport. You were going to say you don't step over them. Why not? Because I just don't want to mess up their work and neatness. Man, that's my life-saving device. And whether I'm packing it myself or my good buddy Will or somebody else is packing for me, you don't want to mess up their work either, huh? That's a respectful way to think. What's wrong with you? (laughs) (laughs) Who are you? (laughs) So what else do you think about when you're in the packing room? To be courteous to other people. Because like, obviously, I don't know if you notice, there's not many kids in there. Because we don't let them hang out in there much. Mm-hmm. By the way, you keep hanging out. How, how, why do we keep letting you hang out, though? Uh, probably because I'm just like trying not to bother them as much. And what are you checking out while you're in there? What are you looking for? Um, I like watching people pack. I like watching videos. And I just like talking to people. Taking pictures. Mm-hmm. Man, it's... Uh, it's good to be Maddie. The, no, <laughs> there's there's such a purity of it. You're a skydiver. You've not made an outdoor skydive yet, but a skydiver is not made by jumping out of an airplane. A skydiver is made by a personality, by an action. Mm-hmm. You're a little skydiver. It's super cool to, to hear you say these things. I love these answers. So, good for you. Thank you. Yeah, you know, now go away. You're going to make me cry. I'm <laughs> what about me? Do you <laughs> care for last Shut up, Mom. We're not going to cry here. <laughs> you don't count. I, I'm someone that, uh, you know, I, I think I get more bothered than most people about kids on the drop zone just because... Neutered. <laughs> what? <laughs> because neutered. Okay, yeah, that's, that's fine. That can be the reason. But no, uh, you know, I just get really... I don't like when I see anyone at the drop zone disrupting anyone's ability to do their job or, you know, taking away a training area because now the mock-ups turn into a jungle gym and now kids are playing on the creepers. And, you know, you you brought up to me when you wanted to jump, one of your questions was like, can we get someone to to babysit Maddie while we're on the airplane? Because I I was like, that's taboo as... Yeah, but, I, and you know, if it was anyone else saying, hey, I want to leave my 10-year-old kid on the ground while I go jump out of an airplane, I would be like, and no, that's not going to happen. You need to bring someone to watch the kid, whatever, whatever. But when you brought that idea up to me, like, it wasn't even a thought of, like, yeah, of course she can just, of and course she can just hang out. even when you said that, Maddie looked at you and, like, she was like, you're, Mom, what? you're breaking, <laughs> Nick, you're breaking a rule. That's not okay. Yeah. Like, she was judging you. I mean. I don't know if you noticed. I feel, I feel really bad whenever I break rules. that's a great mentality to have and don't let me stop you from having that because i i I think rules are especially in skydiving are all there for a pretty important reason but it was a slow day so it was perfect but with with kids it's more of a you know it's more of a level of of respect for the fact that people are all at work and it's not a place that kids really need to be but uh you know i knew that you would be well behaved i knew that you wouldn't be getting into anything that you 
you shouldn't be. I know I knew that if you needed something, you would ask responsibly because, you know, I think when I when I first talked to you, I think I talked to you like you were a kid. And then it didn't take very long for me to realize I didn't need to do that, that I could just talk to you like you were a person and it's great. Same thing when um, we'll talk about parachutes in a, in a little bit, but I knew that I didn't need to describe anything to you other than I would describe it to DJ or anybody else. You're just you're just with it. And I see why people enjoy coaching you and, and working with you in the tunnel and whatever else because you you listen and you, and you process and you pay attention and you want to learn it. It's great. But when you said that you wanted to that you wanted to have someone watch her. It was like... I was going to pay. Yeah, that you'd pay, said, for, pay for a babysitter. Who can, I, who can I hire? But that seemed laughable to me because <laughs> I knew this young lady was, was going to take care of herself. Right. The because real- babysitter seems, you know, like, oh, she's a baby. She's out of control. But you don't seem like a baby. You're not a baby. Yeah. You know? You get, and so. I think one of, my, one of my fears as a parent is leaving my child with, like, daycare and other kids. But that day it was just so... It felt right and felt safe and... So really the rule is for people having their kids on the drop zone, you can skydive with your kid on the ground, but you need to leave your kid in the charge of some responsible adult who they'll listen to. Mm -hmm. As long as you can do that. And there are people who have jumped at our drop zones who've actually had kids who are a little bit difficult, who've made arrangements with certain people on the DZ to watch their kid while they jump and keep them from being difficult. Mm-hmm. I mean, so work. so thankful. It works most of the time when the parent's responsible enough to try it and, th- and they make a good enough mm-hmm. re- a relationship. In this case, I think there were probably, how many jumpers were on the DZ that day? 50? Gosh, I don't know if there were that many, but there were, there were definitely plenty of people. So there were probably 30 adults who were willing to be responsible for Maddie at that moment. So it, it, it's not really breaking a rule. Oh, it's, it is, yeah, when you did your tandem, there were people willing to hang out because back to it, you were one of us. You, you, you're a skydiver said and done and we... We speak a similar language. So <laughs> one of the, do you know what the worst part about learning to skydive is? The door? No. <laughs> learning to pack. Oh. Yeah. 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 Yes. <laughs> Tell me about that. Uh, the rubber bands really hurt. <laughs> and they dry Three out your hands. Hours you later. need a lot of Nick. lotion. Three hours. Is that how much time we spent? That was amazing. Two pack jobs, three hours. It's a decently fast packing class. A lot of people need a lot more time than that. A lot of people cry. Nick probably cried. I see it when he teaches. No, I didn't cry. I think cry. only because he was proud. I had fun. Yeah. It was neat. So what happened? Whose idea was this? Um, man, it was... We... I mean, I was just thinking, like, there's some people out there who started packing whenever they were a kid, and then they were making money to earn their skydives. Boom. Or tunnel plan. Business plan. That's, Seriously. That's how I wanted to. That's, that's what I wanted in my future. <laughs> Somebody get a Kleenex. I think it, no, I just think it's so cool to see a young person be so interested in what we do. And back to it, when you are old enough to make a skydive, when you can get your license, when you are 25 years old, you'll have been skydiving for a while, indoor and hopefully outdoor at that point. I'd be so curious to see how natural it is for you. What kids can do today on skateboards is very different than what they could do when we were kids because they grew up with it where, you know, kids my age, we didn't say grew up with the same thing there is today. And it's just unbelievable. And I can't wait to see what the Wittenbergs do said and done, what mm-hmm. you do said and mm-hmm. done. Uh, 
Tanucci Taducci. I forget the last name. Tanucci Taducci. Did you just make <laughs> this up? It. I think Tanucci might be the last name of uh, Team Future. Oh, I thought. I love. The I thought this was just you stalling and making up words. <laughs> I love the video of the Wittenberg um, Kaylee, and she's got a speed a speed flyer up, and she's kiting it. Mm-hmm. And I think that started the interest with like. Ma- like Maddie really wanted to get hooked up at that exact moment. She's like, can I do that? I'm like, I don't know these people, but we can try. You know, I don't know what the laws are with speed flying and kids learning. I don't, I don't know any of that. Do you know any of that stuff, DJ? I, I'm not sure. Yeah. I, I, I'm curious now. Or kiting. I mean, I think, I oh, don't think kiting, commercial. I don't think kiting would be against the rules. Like if you were just standing in the landing area, kiting a parachute, I don't think we're breaking any rules. Well, I mean, you do have the risk of flying up. So Nick would have you on a rope. Yeah, I mean, don't ask me about speed wings (laughs) or paragliders or anything like that. But I don't think, uh, I mean, gosh, I guess I don't know if, uh, (laughs) I guess it would depend on how strong the winds are, how much of a gust it would take to actually pull you off the ground. And the size of the canopy might be kind of tricky for 70 pounds. Yeah, we'll just find something real small. I don't know. It sounds fun. Figure it out. But uh, so, Maddie, you had kind of thought about packing a parachute for a while before before we gave it a shot. Yeah. What did you think it was going to be like? I mean, honestly, I thought it would have been harder. I thought it would have been stretchful. But then it was like, oh, wow, I just did that. Do you you know what size parachute you packed? No. It's a 71. So it's kind of small in the world of parachutes. Most people who do their first jump, uh, gosh, DJ, what's your guess? What do, what do we usually use for a packing class? Uh, 190, 230 in that range. What, uh, most people learn to pack what they're jumping. 190, 210, most common size. Yeah, I think I packed a 150. Because you're tiny. Well, okay. You're like a 12-year-old girl. We established this. <laughs> so the, the good thing <laughs> about small parachutes is you can see the shapes really well and it's not too much fabric. But, uh, and you don't have to lean down too much to grab that tail. Right. Yeah. It looks right. like when you pack my parachute, it looks like most normal sized people packing a normal parachute. So once we, you know, once you start working with a bigger parachute, it's going to be a little more challenging because there's a little more fabric to deal with. But uh, but we'll get you there. I think I said let's start around tandem parachutes, and Nick rolled rolled his eyes. Like, <laughs> I that's can't. Such a mean mom. I, I am such not. A mean mom. I. I mean, we have packers who are shorter than me. I don't know if you've met Ivy. She's the she's the head packer for us in in Houston. And uh, Ivy is, I would bet she's uh, a couple inches shorter than me, and she packs those tandem parachutes all day long and uh, has continued to do so even though she's pregnant, which is awesome. That obviously isn't going to last her whole pregnancy, but this is cool to see her doing it. But uh, Oh, yes, we have met her. But if, if those tiny people can pack uh, those tandem parachutes, I know that it's possible, yes. but it's just going to be a new challenge. I have friends who pack tandems younger than you. Um, and they were packing tandems in the day that 425 square foot tandem mains were more common than the 365 that we're currently having you pack. Um, he also had to step on a stool oh, when he had the canopy the over his shoulder. <laughs> so uh, Nick actually has a stool in his office. That's how he reaches the uh, counter. That he takes on. That's not true. Did, I do not have a step stool. It was a joke. Have you ever seen the? Uh, did you ever have you? There was a step stool in the men's bathroom. 
Did you ever see that? Why? You know, I do feel I do Should feel like I remember there was a step why stool. Why in the men's restroom? Because there was a guy named Donnie and a guy named Stuart Cavanaugh who both used to work in Spaceland. Okay. And one day, a tall feller, I say tall feller, probably 6'2", six, 6'3", six, thought it would be cute to make these stools for these two fellas. Uh, the old urinals were also higher than the current urinals were. And it, it, what they didn't necessarily need them, but they actually used it. They were like, you know, as much Thanks. as this, they had their names on them. Donnie and Stewart. So <laughs> Donnie was uh, shorter. You met Donnie. You know Donnie? Yeah, I remember Donnie. Uh, like a couple inches shorter than you? Yeah. Yeah. So Short people rule. Yeah, he's, he's a little sawed-off guy. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Um, it was I, only a couple of us on the drop zone for many years knew what the stool really signified. So we'd always get a good chuckle in it. Nobody's like, what's the stool? You can't throw that away, man. That was like a good like Wednesday afternoon of boredom. <laughs> That's what that was. Um. I still want to know what was the most uh, difficult part for you about about what we did with the with your packing class. When she got it in the bag and you were like, "Do it again!" Like, no. <laughs> okay, so let's talk like- about that. <laughs> so I we were in the packing room doing this, kind of going over things, and we had gone over. I loved it. You know, I we loved it, we went through flaking once, and then we got it on the ground. And then we really focused on on putting it in the in the bag, and. You know, getting the canopy in the bag is notoriously what most people will say is the most difficult part of, of doing a pack job. I don't think that it is. I think once you learn to control the fabric, it becomes pretty easy. But it's a thing that a lot of people struggle with when they're learning to pack is getting into the bag. And I think I got paged to the office or something. Mm-hmm. And I had shown you how to put it in the bag and I had pulled it out. And so it was out of the bag when I left. And I went to do whatever it was and was gone for, you know, I don't remember, 10 or 15 minutes it felt like. And then I came back, and Maddie's sitting next to it with the parachute perfectly she was in the in the bag. On it. She was, was she on top? She of was it? nesting it like an egg. Well, nice. it was whatever I saw was too good f- to be possible, because I've seen what you know most parachutes look like the first time that someone puts them in a bag, and it's hanging out everywhere, and they're fighting to get the first stow in so it'll just even stay <laughs> in the bag, and it was just sitting there perfectly in the bag. Was this Whitney? <laughs> No, no was this was a, the, my, okay. my other. My I asked because the newer the parachute, the more difficult yeah, it is to manage. Yes. Yeah. yeah. So I was like, man, I'm impressed no matter what. The second time I'm like, man, this is slippery. Mm-hmm. Well, but then I didn't believe her that she it, it looked too good. I was sure that someone had come and put it in the bag because she was someone, struggling. This is what I thought. Someone did come and said match up the corners. And I think it was like. I bet well, Chris. Was it Chris Fudala? Uh, I can't remember who it was. I don't know this gentleman. Shaved he, head, a little bit of a... No, uh, he looks tall, like me. I'm more handsome. Dark, handsome. Tall, dark, and handsome. Name? Fernando? <laughs> <laughs> no, I w- We don't know his name. He just, like, came over and... Well, that's cool. Thank, thanks to whoever that... Are you going to... You tall, dark, handsome stranger, <laughs> you. I, I always want to use that line. He just swoops in and then just it, It's so funny. Anytime we the, talk about names, Danielle goes straight to her phone and she like she will find them on social media and be able to tell us who she is. Who they I are. bet I'm it was the ghost stalker. of Pack Jobs Past. <laughs> exactly. Remember like the... What was that, what's that story? Uh, With Christmas oh, well, Carol. Yeah, I was going to yeah. say the Christmas Carol and the... the um, oh, shoot. Maybe she's seen this because this is my favorite one. Um, is it Frozen? No. Oh, Frozen 2. It's, it's Let the it go. Muppet version of the Christmas Carol. Have you ever ha- seen that I one? Don't know. No. It is so good. It's a good one. The Muppets? Who? Yes, it's the Muppets version of Who? the Christmas Carol. Oh, okay. Yes, I've seen it. It's the best one. Who is that? Boo. Boo is his name. He Boo, actually was yes. an instructor at... Uh, that's who he, That's what he goes by. <laughs> yeah. Boo. He worked at uh, iFly Houston for quite a while. Did a lot of the STEM classes, did a lot of things with kids. Um, he has a very 
um, energetic personality, and I mean that in, in a great way. He, he's very vibrant personality. Uh, so vibrant, some people are put off by it. Um, I've really enjoyed any time I've got said, to spend with Boo, and he he's said, great with kids. Imagine that corner going into that corner, and it was like slip, slip. And I'm like, Maddie, did you just do that? <laughs> and I loved it when Nick was like, plop it out, do it again. Yep. And she was <laughs> like, I had to witness it this time. Yeah. <laughs> she just had that face, How hard like, was it the second rude. time? Hmm? How hard was it the second time? It was easier. I mean, it was kind of just the same. Like, it was just going over it. He had he didn't have to help me that much. Pull I, out my 120 next time she's it. there and okay. get, her, get her pack of 120. Okay. We did. A it's the uh, plaid rig. But we did have... Yeah, yeah, not not the pl- the plain one's the eighty four, mm-hmm. and it's brand if a new. So let's let yeah, that's a struggle. Down. Yeah, it did prompt a conversation on how you don't let somebody else touch somebody else's parachute either, or you don't you do not leave the side of that parachute. <laughs> I mean, that's great manners to have, especially like on a drop zone where you wouldn't know everybody. But you know, I w- I knew that stranger touching Nick's rig, stranger danger. No, but I, I, I skydiving keeps pretty good people around. Yes. So I wouldn't imagine, especially with me paying attention to the pack job and helping you, I wouldn't imagine that anyone, like, if I'm going to do a gear check, I can't imagine someone creating a problem that I wouldn't see or at least be able to deal with in the sky if I had a malfunction. So I guess if someone was super crafty, they could think of a way to try and... <laughs> try and get me, I guess, but I don't think that that's going to happen <laughs> on, the, get me. on the packing floor when uh, an adorable little lady's packing her first parachute. <laughs> so you packed it twice. After the second time you packed it, what happened to this rig? Uh, so I was just like finished. I put the pilot chute in the little slit. I don't know what you call the it. Is that the? <laughs> it's a BOC. Oh. BOC stands for bottom of container. Yeah, it's it's called what's it called again? Mock. BOC. BOC. <laughs> what's it called again? BOC. What's it stand for? Bottom of container. Container. <laughs> the backpack's called a container. Yeah, you good? Yep. All right, I'm going to test you on this next time I see you on the DZ. If you don't know, it, you're going to do ten push-ups. We need flashcards and we need pictures of people's names because we met so many awesome people at lunch. We can just yeah, yeah. You got a lot of homework right. to do. So after you put the pilot shoot in the what's it called again? BOC. My girl. What happened next? So he checked the the main canopy tab. The the main closing pin. The under the the main flap. Yep. And then you checked your reserve, and I'm like. You're not planning on jumping that, are you? Yeah, think, You're not going to jump said, it, are you? She said, what are you doing? And then I see, like, glimmers <laughs> in her eyes, like, Nick, we just met. I can't believe that you're going to do this. And then what happened? And then you you put it on, and you're like, I got it. I'm on the call right yeah, now. I was on a 10-minute call. I wasn't going to not jump it. You got to jump something. I've never jumped someone's first pack job. And I don't think I've ever... Oh. Have you jumped someone's first pack job? Uh, mine. I mean, other than mine, yeah. yeah. But uh. but someone else's first pack job, I've never jumped. That is so and, cool. And if you if you ask, like, everyone that works at Spaceland, n- like, no one would even waste the time to pack my gear because they know I would just unpack it and pack <laughs> it again. <laughs> so, so there was a lot of trust He's there for that. me. Yeah. 
But first off, oh, that's I, a serious. People won't like people don't pack my rig. Like I will go around and pack other people's rigs because I think it's a nice gesture. But people know that if I, if I see someone packing my stuff, I'd walk up and be like, hey, no, it's all good. You don't need to do that. You don't need to do that. Part of it is like, hey, I don't need, I mean, I guess part of it's a pride thing of like, hey, I don't need anyone, anyone else to help me do my job. And then part of it is like, hey, I feel like I'm going to have a better opening if I do that because I know that parachute and mm-hmm. I know how I like my rig to, to feel when it's packed. I'm not going to let you be nice is what he's saying. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I can be nice, but I can't let you be <laughs> sure, nice. That's part of it. <laughs> Sorry, but uh, but no, it was super fun for me. I mean, I just imagined what it would be like to be your age, just packed a parachute for somebody, and to see that person go and jump that parachute. Like, I it was it was cool to imagine what you would feel during all of that. I'm surprised you didn't puke. I was, I was like nervous, but not nervous. What made you nervous? I mean, it's it was it was my first pack job, technically, like the first time somebody would jump it. You're the manager. That doesn't mean anything. No, it doesn't. <laughs> <laughs> You're Nicholas Lott. Hey, we're friends. Yeah. That's all. That's it. <laughs> yeah. And I just met you, You're so I'm just like, <laughs> okay. Someone uh, asked me on the, someone, I don't even know who asked me, but I was on the plane. I was sitting on the floor because I was just doing a hop and bop. And someone said, how do you know that girl? She she a uh, niece? She a friend friend of your family? Okay, on on that note, you do kind of look like each other. The ginger. The red I don't hair. have that red height. I guess and I have then, red on my beard, don't I? And then DJ, Maddie got some Ray-Bans, and then she put the Ray-Bans on, and I was like, it's like they had a child. <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> like, Are you saying your daughter is mine and DJ's love child? Is that what's happening? <laughs> Maybe. All right. Well, we did have that one. I should have brought the glasses. That one night in Cabo. Oh, man. Yeah. I'll send you a picture. <laughs> The champagne. The roses on the beach. It was. It was. We've slept in the same room only once, I believe. <laughs> Have we slept in the same room? Yep. All oh, wedding. No, PIA. 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 Okay. Um. Man, <laughs> life is a blur. It really is. Like you, the, all these words and events that in my brain, there's so many of them, and I have to really stop and think what he just said. Um. Do you know one of the things that parachutes are designed to do really well? Mm. open yeah it, they and are land. i have over ten thousand pack jobs i've never really counted but i can figure out the averages i've done in the packing i've done packing for teams and stuff i there's no doubt and ten thousand is not a lot you talk to iv dq and those cats they've got way way deeper DQ. well over ten thousand i probably have closer to fifteen thousand pack jobs i've never packed a malfunction knock on wood um it, you if you control the slider and the lines those are the two most important things Mm-hmm. Everything else you did was to make the parachute last longer or fit in the bag better. There was one other thing that I taught you that was a really important part of the pack job. The man, what is it called? The I think I know again. Mm. I, I, I'm not going to help you. <laughs> the name of the parachute. <laughs> no, who we're not going to help her. <laughs> can you can you describe oh, the part? I have no clue. It's it's not a part of it. Uh, not part of what? Not part of... The rig. Not part of the rig. What is a part of then? It's just one little piece of fabric. And where do you see it, find it, or touch it? Um, At Disney World. <laughs> what? <laughs> Laying on the floor? You're, I bet you're the only person old enough to even get the joke you just made. No, there was no joke to it. That was a senility. <laughs> that was not there. There was not, there's a Disney hat in front of my face, and that's all it was. <laughs> there was no. That's, you're, you're, you're a crackhead. Where? Right. Where? 
just old and crazy. On top of the black <laughs> printer is a hat that it's from Vacation in Disney World. Oh, huh. sweet. Um, so where do you see this? What where, what is this thing? Is it a, is it a piece of material? Is it a string? Is it fabric? Is it mesh? Is it I'm a handle? I'm still stumped on what it is. I think I know I what it is. I did not pay attention. It's not coming to my mind. Okay. We talked yes. about the slider being the really important part and the pilot shoot being the other really important part about cocking the pilot shoot. Because mm-hmm. if you don't cock the pilot chute, then oh. it's not it's not going to come out. Yeah, it's not going to. The pilot chute doesn't inflate, so you, it might leave you with a pilot chute in tow, which is a is a malfunction that none of us want. Mm-hmm. So, do you listen to malfunction training at all? Do you eavesdrop on that going on? I don't know what that is. Do you know what malfunction junction is? Do you know what that area is? <laughs> nope. Okay. Do you know where the students go to practice pulling their handles and check out different parachutes? Mm. Do you know the mock up next to the student area? Do you know uh, where the student area is? A little. You know where the green round tables are? Mm-hmm. That's the student area. Mm-hmm. You know the wooden structure that the students all train in? The little airplane thing? Yeah, but the one that's inside with mm-hmm. all the pictures of bad parachutes? Those mm-hmm. are malfunctions, bad parachutes. That's where people practice malfunctions. Mm-hmm. Be careful hanging out there because a lot of times I don't mind if you're listening to me teach somebody, but the student might get intimidated by somebody listening in. But find some of the instructors, find some of the staff. I'm sure anytime we'd be willing to go over there and show you what some of that stuff means when you're interested. I was I was curious what you knew about malfunction jet. Hmm. What happens if you have a bad parachute? You die. Yeah. <laughs> a little morbid oh for a ten year old. Like it's all your reserve, maybe. I swear this is actually water. I promise. Pull your reserve. What do you do? But if you just pull your reserve, wouldn't it go into the bad main parachute? Mm. Yeah, it would. But you would have to uh, cut away and then How do, you do cut the away? reserve. How do you uh, cut away? Mm, yeah, I'm not. That's, no, I it's okay. It's, you, I think it's like a handle. Where? I'm not sure. You're, you're, you're pulling on right, the correct side. Yeah, you're okay. doing yeah. <laughs> It's right here on your rib cage. Okay. Yeah. Nick's proud. So where's your re- to open your reserve, where's the handle to open your reserve? Boom. Um, I'm just curious to where your knowledge is, and it's so cool to see how quickly you are figuring these out. So. So back to it. When are you going to make your first skydive? Next spring. If you could go next spring, would you do it? Mm-hmm. Yeah. What's stopping you from going next spring? What has to happen for you to for sure do it next spring? Mm, probably a camera. A friend who could go shoot video of it. Yep. Okay. Is there any people in particular? Because I, I think there's a list of people you'd want to shoot video. I can't shoot video, by oh, the way. Oh, that list is long. Yeah, I want to hear them. It's so, so many. Tyler, Witt, Nick, if you can, like, get off of work and all that we stuff. We need more planes. It's one downside to uh, doing it at USA, Ultimate Skydive Adventures, is they're jumping out of a 182. Mm-hmm. So you can fit you, Ben Lowe, and one, maybe two of us. Actually, two of us with you, no, no doubt. Um, so you'd have to limit it to two. Mm-hmm. I am sorry to every single one of you who love this cute little girl. You're about to have <laughs> yes. your heart broken because she's not going to pick you. If uh, She's not going to pick me either. If you had to pick two, who would it be? Nick? You don't have to put me on that list just because I'm sitting here. <laughs> it's Nick, isn't it? <laughs> I like him. You Maybe we should um, describe how you pick a coach. And then that will turn into who would be there. I like that. Uh, mom's here how, for me. Yeah. How save the day? How do you pick a tunnel coach? What do they mm-hmm. have to do? Oh, um, they have to like sushi. They uh, have to moonwalk. <laughs> they have to wear airwalks. 
This is an insane <laughs> list already, by the way. <laughs> this is crazy. <laughs> I have cool sushi socks, by the way, just saying. Yes. Thank you. I do. Yeah. Too. I one got other, it from you. One other person has those same socks, and that person's pretty important to her. What else is there? Mm. Did we get everything? I think so. Yep, your Twinkies. Yeah. That's hmm. she Twinkies? Pulled, she, pulled yeah. that, she pulled that out. That was Maddie. That was not me. There was only two people that checked off that list, but only one person who didn't because they were already way too cool. What? Didn't. So basically, two of us have that pair of socks, me and her OG coach, mm-hmm. your original coach, which I mean, oh my gosh, thank you so much. <laughs> thank you so much. That is me. Did we hit everything on the list? Still not having kids. <laughs> You're like I'm gonna live vicariously. Love child, man. I, I used to think I want to be a right, grandpa. You already have a kid. This is your love yeah. Child. I was like, what about your love I mean, child? She's on. sitting right there, DJ. <laughs> I, I used to always say I never Wait, wanted. The, yeah, between like no, it's fine. I like it. Between the two of us, you know, who's who's, who's mom one? and who's dad? That's what I'm getting. I think it alternates because we're both moody enough that it could change. We're gonna go back and forth. That's yeah, what you're yeah, man. I, I think we're in opposite sync, so it'll be perfect. <laughs> So, so, um, so <laughs> back, to, back to the coach. It's my cycle. Back to the coach. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so we got moonwalk, airwalk. Did we get it? Did we get it all? Yeah. So then Maddie, Maddie met Anthony Dickey in, in the Austin Tunnel and the Austin crew. We actually love the Austin crew. Um, Tony hopped up on the table to prove that he could moonwalk. And Jake Legrand um, had Star Wars playing the whole time. Oh, it was Star Wars. It was Star Wars. Yeah, you got to like Star Wars. Okay, right? And then, <laughs> and nowadays, nowadays, what happened? What happened to your list? Uh, didn't exist. Why? Uh, because somebody was way too cool. What do, what, do, what are we missing here? Who's way too cool? Tyler. Oh, no. Tyler who? Tyler Perkins. No, we. we I, I've liked you all the way until now, Maddie. You have to have better taste in people than Tyler. I'm sorry. This guy, this guy, DJ, he kept in touch with us a year, a year before she was in the tunnel. Sent me, he knew, I don't know if he knew where we were at in our lives, but it, and Maddie's had some pretty dark days that skydivers have pulled her out of, literally. Um, Tyler sent a sweet message and just said, I just want you to know that everybody at the drop zone loves you and Maddie and they love her videos and love her stuff. And I was just like, oh my gosh, who is this guy? For the record, I, he is a great human being. I'm talking trash when I say that. That about is, him. he is like a Buddha wrapped in hair. Are you calling him fat? Cause he's kind of <laughs> chunky. No, no, that guy, I'm jealous of his quads. I thought you say Jello. (laughs) Jello I turned it to Jello when he does his hair flip, right? I do too. That was the first time I ever met Tyler Perkins. (laughs) Holy crap. I I was shooting video at the Revolution Boogie. This is a few years ago. And he does. And he did that hair flip, and I happened to get it on video. I got to find what what year that was (laughs) because it's an epic shot of him whipping his hair. (laughs) I didn't even know his name. I didn't know who he was at all, but that shot made it into the edit because his hair was so majestic. Yeah. So I'm guessing Tyler Perkins needs to be on this tandem skydive with you. Probably. Probably. Yeah. There's all sorts of awesome going on there in those two. They're pretty tight. He's a pretty nice guy. You know you beat Tyler to the show, right? We're, we're going to have him on at some point. You've been Maybe. on the show before, Tyler. I think I, you should I follow even, Maddie. I don't even think that. I Like, I didn't even think of that. Yeah, Whoops. no. now you know. But we now can follow know. Wit. 
<laughs> yeah, you had to follow it. We were desperate that weekend. I mean, it was it was a horrible time. <laughs> actually, that that made me um, my respect grew a lot for Wit that day. I, I actually have got to interact with those guys a lot uh, on a official capacity and an unofficial capacity, and I really have been super impressed with uh, all all three of them, including our Algie. Is that his name, Algie? That's oh, it, right? That's a sense. Archie, you mean, you watch it. You're, you're sitting next <laughs> no. to Maddie right there. She's going to bite you. Yeah, I know. She does it. It's algae. Go ahead. You can say it. It's algae. Archie. No, no. What is it? Archie. Algae. Archie. Archie. Algae. <laughs> the two-time. Two-time what? Two-time champion. Of what? Of his imagination. <laughs> Which, by so the way, funny. the show, we, listening to you, Wit, we did, not, we did not know that was that was up. Uh, make believe and like so a when, we were, when yeah. we were listening to wit it was like you've got to be kidding me it's just been this running we've joke been, and everyone doped. believes it <laughs> yeah no it, it, he's super by the way you're I, not the only super one. nice guy yeah, i'm not i'm just joking it. his name is really rg and and he is a really nice guy he's a chump mm-hmm. um anybody else you're gonna have on the skydive so many people so let's get those people we, we need to get them a bigger airplane we do. <laughs> um, I wonder if they have two 182s and they can do a two shot. Uh, that would be so cool. Yeah. Um, first tandem formation skydive with her friends. That'd be so dope. So originally, Maddie and I were supposed to be going together on our first tandem. Mm-hmm. But that kind of, I think. Like I he think even laughed. Algie. Algie, we love you. Uh, no, we don't. <laughs> I think a big part of, um, you know, going back to when you asked, like, what started the kick of my tandem was I wanted to prove to Maddie that life doesn't always pan out how you planned but it's how it's how we respond to it so we didn't get to do our tandems together but we're going to make the best of you okay mm-hmm. okay no teary eyes <laughs> no teary eyes <laughs> not through this whole thing yeah. so and everyone else has so I, i'm gonna <laughs> ask i'm gonna ask a couple <laughs> questions and you, you might stop me and, and both of you are welcome to stop me at any point okay but you, you tell the story of Tyler and how much he's meant to you and how much he's reached out to you and that you were having some hard times. Mm-hmm. And skydiving has helped you through some of these emotionally hard times? Mm, I mm, Probably. Probably? Yeah. 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 yeah I, I, I got to be real with you. You're 10 years old, and I'm sure you're still having a hard time understanding emotions. Mm-hmm. I'm 46 years old, and I still can't team. spell emotions. Shut up, Algie. <laughs> <laughs> Maddie, sick. <laughs> um, yeah, you can hit DJ. <laughs> but no, but it's it's interesting to hear that you're starting to identify that. It, it's uh, we talk about it on the show all the time, and and Elsa has got a taste of this and still doesn't quite get this next statement. Uh, and Nick, I think, gets it for sure. This sport absolutely, completely affected the human being I am and the way it's changed my life and my ability to be a stronger human being. Mm-hmm. There's a difference between being strong and, and, and being fake to yourself. Mm-hmm. Don't be afraid to cry. Nick cries all the time. Mm-hmm. I do, man. Uh, recently, we talked about our buddy Braden, and that yep, was a rough show for mess. me. Yeah, it was. Uh, uh, Braden was a friend of ours who uh, passed away during COVID. And oh, thank you. You're so man. Look at the face. You actually you say all with such care and compassion. I really appreciate that. Um, that's a sticker right up there on the fridge. That that is that is our boy Braden. He is uh, a big inspiration to the show. He's part of why we started the show, and he's our intro. He did our voiceovers, um, and we talked about him on the show. And man, I I bawled. Nick Nick, you didn't know Nick cried when you listened because I did all the talking and he did all the crying with me. It doesn't matter. I cry over lots of things. Yeah, you know, I think I Whitney cry. Houston. I cry less about things that affect my own life. Yeah, as I did than I do about others. 
Do you cry much? I mean, if it's really sad. Like, mm, tell me something no. that would make you cry. When she broke her arm, she did not cry. Well, that's nothing to cry about. I'm with you but on then, that. But then I cry whenever I have band, like, whenever I rip band-aids. Yeah, band-aids <laughs> do kind of set you off, but your skin kind of explodes. What about, like, emotion? You watch a movie and you cry? Nope. I do. Um, I mean, I tear. When? A what little. Movie? A little. What like, yeah, movie? what What movie? I can't remember, but I just yeah, remember. I remember the first movie I cried in. It was Forrest Gump. <laughs> oh, when Forrest Bubba dies. Oh. Dry my eyes world the whole time ended. with Forrest Gump. <laughs> At the end, whenever there was like all the names and stuff, I'm like. Yeah, that See, was really th- sad. This kind of uh, brings me back to a thought that I had when we were talking, when we were getting ready to do your tandem. You acknowledge Maddie for having inspired you to do this thing. And I think that that's really a difficult thing for a kid to understand the gravity of that, of being able to have influence over your parents and to make your your parents so inspired that they're willing to mm-hmm. do this thing that feels pretty crazy but mm-hmm. to most people. And that I really hope that that's something, Maddie, that you, you get when you get a little bit older, that you understand how neat that is, that with how, how young you are to have such an impact on your mom. I think that will probably mean a lot more to you when you get older. Thank you. She definitely makes me a better person. I love it. We're going to run out of time. It's past all of our bedtime soon. (laughs) So I got to ask, the film festival, are you thinking about doing something for the film festival? Yep. Yeah? What are you thinking about? I mean, I'm not so sure yet, but I'm definitely sure I want to... You want to enter a video? Mm Mm-hmm. So, A, you please do. You're very, very welcome to... Um, obviously you're getting some footage from on the ground, some footage from in the tunnel. What about skydiving footage? Are you going to try to get something from some of your friends? Um, sometimes she asked somebody to touch cloud for her. Mm-hmm. Miss Kitchen Diva. Hmm. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> um, I mean, sometimes I just like to look on social media and some people post some of their skydives and... I'm like, hey, can I borrow this? Abs- that's a smart way to do it. Reach out, ask them. Um, people will say yes regularly. The This will be our fourth film festival. The person who won the first film festival was not allowed to jump with a camera. She had 100 skydives. She's not allowed to fly with a camera. She asked her friends for footage, and she made a really cool edit. Oh. So um, are you, you're going to edit this video? Mm-hmm. Yeah. What do you, what, have you edited anything before? Yep. Yeah, like besides TikTok. TikTok don't count. YouTube. Look up Maddie. Yeah, like what kind of things have you edited? Uh, just stuff in the tunnel. Okay. What kind of music are you using? Mm, anything that pops into my mind and makes me think of it. What's the hardest part of editing a video? I know Nick's answer. Um, listening to the song over and over, but I totally love it. That and probably like getting it to be the perfect, like, perfect on the beat she but loves some, matching it sometimes so smart. sometimes it's just <laughs> are you crying no i'm laughing this time it just it blows my mind like this kid is so much smarter than half the people like you're smarter than most of my friends that's not a high standard by the way i love you hank but you're one of my friends <laughs> yeah yeah i totally get that you're, you're really in tune on a lot of important things yeah. mm-hmm. well i hope you do it ask your friends ask people around enter the film festival um I think you have an unfair advantage if you enter the film festival mm-hmm. because it is a little bit of a popularity popularity contest. Nick nor I vote on the winner. 
Um, I did that for two reasons. Number, I did it for a few reasons. Number one, I don't want the pressure of voting. I don't want somebody go like, you didn't pick me, you pick me. I don't want mm-hmm. the pressure. Patty would totally hold it against you. Yeah. Number two, I think it's like a lot more fun to let everybody else vote. Yeah, that's and really cool. The, the whole film festival about the people. But said and done, actually, it's never been a popularity contest. Everybody's voted earnestly, and videos have really, I think, earned the yeah, win. I think the, I think they've all earned the win. Yeah. I think she's gonna get some like your cute ten-year-old votes. Yeah, probably. <laughs> yeah, you're. Yeah, so. Um, please don't do that. Please <laughs> make her earn it. Yes. Yeah. You're like mom. Like, yeah. <laughs> I feel so, like I need to earn it. So when that girl, when we show your video and when we tell people it's time to vote, we're gonna tell them you can't vote for Maddie because she's a cute ten-year-old. She either <laughs> earned it or she didn't. I'm gonna call you yeah. out then and there. Is that a deal? Sure. Do you know what you could win if you win the film festival? Nope. Do you know what the prizes oh are? Oh, my God. There are so Breaking many this year. Breaking rights. <laughs> a free GoPro. A yeah, free Aries 2 altimeter, which it's the Oops. really nice big LB altimeter. It's their She's flagship model. It around like a watch. A brand new uh, ProTrack 2. It's a the flagship audible for LB altimeters. A pair of swoop shorts from a Tande Wee, which you, they're going to be custom made, so you can give them to fit you uh, for about six more months. Um, then you'll grow them. Uh, a free... G4. Jeez Louise. 30% off a Cypress. There's still Could more prizes. One in her size? But we can't. Uh, Cypresses? No, that's the that's the automatic activation device Oops. that cuts your oh. the oh. helmet. The free G4. Oh, you get a certificate. It's sitting right over there on my desk. It says contact Marty at whatever with this certificate number to order your free G4 at your size and your color. So you order it however you want. I'll probably do purple. She is growing. <laughs> She's already picking She's her helmet. She's I'm already one. winning this. Yeah. <laughs> um, as a matter of fact, that's about $800 worth of altimeter sitting right there. Those are two of the prizes. The, a bunch of Have the you certificates around Have you announced this yet? The film festival? Yeah. No, the prizes. Uh, here and there. Okay. Yeah, yeah. Um, I think that's one of the few times I've said them all together. I've dropped them moments here and there. And um, all of it goes to one person. There's not like first, Winner takes all. There. If you're second, you're last. Yeah, you ain't first, you're, you're last, the man. First loser. That's right. That's right. You're all losers except for Jimmy Wynn last year. Right. It was Jimmy last year? No, Jimmy was two years ago. Uh, Hudson won. Hudson K. Oh, yeah. Man, I'm so mad at Hudson because that song's stuck in my head now. <laughs> oh, man. Use a catchy tune. Super helpful. Super helpful. Nick, what's the hardest part of editing video? Gosh, it goes back and forth, I guess. But for me, it's usually finding uh, the song that I want to use. Because I think that the the way that I hear the song can often inspire the way that I see the video in my brain. And then, uh, yeah, it's got to be something that you can stand to listen to a bunch and uh, not drive yourself insane. Hmm. I, um, I, I've edited some video, and yeah, the, the song. I've more than once changed the song because I couldn't put a video together to it. And I realized you, i got to find the song. You first. know that I have the song for the film festival this year. Yes. You know, I've started collecting some footage for the film festival this year. Yeah. But uh, I do I do need some help, so we'll, we'll talk about it. Yes. Maddie, yeah. you'll be going against Nick. No, I can't compete. No, I just, I just make the promo <laughs> for the for the film festival, mm-hmm. which this, uh, this year, usually I have the promo done by this time in the year, but it's just been a really busy summer, so I haven't, haven't yeah. had the time just yet. But I, I actually think it's going to work better releasing the promo closer to the time of when people would start editing their videos because mm-hmm. it's like a real a really good edit like if i really put my all into it you should be starting now or like no like it's like i can ago. do two weeks i can i can turn it around in two weeks even with a lot of footage if, <laughs> if it's like hey this is this is what i'm going to do and this is what i'm going to work on i can i can turn a really good edit out in, t- in two weeks <laughs> 
but uh, or, or sometimes less. Like some, that's my favorite part about editing video. Really, is when you start to make it, and then it just starts to flow. Uh, like it, it feels like you're almost just watching the video build itself, and your hands are are doing it. That's that's my favorite feeling. But that uh, is a hard place to find. But then once you find it, you just stay in it as as long. You you know the same creative flow, Elsa. For sure. When you're just making a thing and it starts to happen. For sure. So yeah, it's interesting to kind of visualize the the video aspect of it mm-hmm. compared to my more not video. How how do you how would you describe that that flow thing? Um, I would. I don't know because I have to think about it a lot. Like I have to visualize what the project is a lot um and (laughs) i I think actually i like problem solve and i think subconsciously about whatever project it is um like while i'm doing menial daily tasks Mm -hmm. and then once i get down and start working on it then like i've already kind of figured out all the problems so how do you find your music so i don't do video i do graphic design oh so but i do listen to a lot of music while i'm doing (laughs) (laughs) i I think tiktok will help nick no i know i have the song for the uh for the film festival 100 percent for sure i do i have i have the song i just have to get the footage and uh you know one of the fun things about the last couple years videos is i've i've found creative ways to like show the sponsors logos and so I I want to uh, I want to do some brainstorming about how some of these logos might pop up in the context of the of the video that I'm making. My fi- one of my favorite parts of the film festival promo video is your creativity with logos, like how you yeah, and that's feature what, our like, sponsors. So I I would love to get some new ideas about how how we might do that. Like hey, you know, be cool. Like because for a lot of times the the idea can sometimes be the hardest part for me when it comes to something like that. Like if someone said, hey, can you make it do this? I could probably figure out a, a way to make it do that. But for me, coming up with the idea of what to do can sometimes be the harder part. I'll be Contact. thinking about that. But if you said, hey, could you make it fly out of, you know, whatever. I was going to say something really inappropriate. Something's but but <laughs> I, I knew fly out of something's butt. Yeah. <laughs> could you make an Aries 2 and a Protract 2 appear in the middle of the sky and, and then have a tiny love child? Zoom onto their proper parts of their body. Yeah, kind of. You did that with Carlos to a point. Yeah, I could. I could maybe do that. Yeah. So, um, anyways, you're also taking pictures on the drop zone. Mm-hmm. Yeah. What What kind of pictures have you been taking? Uh, just landings. Tyler flipping his hair. <laughs> the 18 Revolution oh, boogie, by the way, is when that was. Thank you, Tony. Was it? Yeah, yeah. Beautiful. I think it was Tony who answered. You know, that. I found the 2017 yeah, uh, video and was was scrolling through it. No, no, Tony. Uh, Tony, I'm sorry, G- Giartano. I never say his last name right. Uh, guy, great guy in Dallas. Uh, poor dude has listened to the show a lot. Uh, really appreciate that you do, brother. But I, I hear too much of me. Um, he he had it. He had it covered. Um, you are not the first young lady I've met who uh, she's a little bit older than you. I think maybe she was 14 when she started uh, taking pictures randomly on a drop zone. Um, she is still actively on a drop zone today. And so uh, a super good girl. I think she's a very nice young lady. There was never anything weird, abnormal, or wrong about her. There was never any issues. You are far and above beyond a nicer and better person than she was. And she was an outstanding young lady. Absolutely can say the greatest things. But... Super interesting to having you on the drop zone. It's super cool to having you around. Um, I think we had this conversation recently with you. It, it could be borderline creepy. A, a single mom and her daughter hanging out on the drop zone. We do. Um, I did warn her coach that. In front of your face. We kind of um, become an octopus to the face. Mm-hmm. And I just plain out said that in the beginning. We say what? 
you're not, we kind of become an octopus attached to your face. We kind of get. <laughs> are, you, are you trying to say you're you're clingy? Is that what you're saying? Clingy, yes. Okay. I'm just freaked out. Right <laughs> <now>. <laughs> <laughs> Better get a little closer. <laughs> I know. I'm just picturing. <laughs> but you're sweet and cute and in a good way. Yeah. And you guys are actually so detached. Yeah. And octopuses. I mean, they're cute. There's no. some cute ones, but are we detached? Yeah. Anybody that has coached Maddie that's listening, are we detached? So here's one of my favorite <laughs> things I told you recently about is is I've watched you look at myself and or Nick or other people that you want to approach and say hi oh, to. God, and you can see <laughs> you when somebody's it. busy and you don't bother them. You wait and you find a moment to talk to people when they're not obviously busy. Mm-hmm. You obviously do that on purpose. We we talked about the other day. That's not an octopus. That's respectful of space. And I really, it's one of the reasons that we like having you around because quite honestly, there are 35-year-old, 45-year-old men at the drop zone <laughs> who have, have to say filter. hi to me every single time they see me. And I'm so gracious and grateful that they think that much and want to say hi to me all the time. But my God, it's annoying. Like, hi, hi, how are you doing today? Yeah, I'm doing good. How are you doing today? Great. Oh, so good to see you again, man. Good to see you again. Like, <laughs> man, I, I can go, I can walk by Nick regularly and not say hi to him. And as a matter of fact, I think we're happy that we don't at times. I, I purposely don't say hello to Steve Boyd. Yeah. Because I know that everybody else on the drop zone does. Yeah. And it's like, hey, I, you know, it's not, and I, I do worry of like, hey, I hope I, I may have even addressed it with him because I, I don't want someone to think that I'm not addressing them because I don't respect them or notice that they're there. But sometimes it's like, hey, I know, I know that everyone's doing this with you today when you walk around. That everyone who works for you, you know, they might want to, prove that they're useful or they want to tell you about this thing or whatever um and so i i i see him i know he's there i I, he knows that i respect him to a very high degree and that uh you know i i think that his time's more valuable most days than than my hello might be so i try i I try not to approach him out of out of respect because i know he's got he's got bigger fish to fry than me most days (laughs) it's it's not uncommon. I won't talk to him for a, a quite a bit of time, and it's nothing disrespectful. It's actually respectful. We both have things to do. Um, thankfully, we've been around each other for so long now that 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 easy nod glance that you can just kind of mm-hmm. catch a buddy's eye just the right way. I'm sure you have that same yeah, interaction good, with Steve yeah. now. Um, I know right, you and, and I, I have, have that nod with, with you sometimes. Yeah, yeah. Fuck just, yeah. Oh, man. Um, it, it's but yeah, I, I love the fact that you're not clingy, that you're not an octopus on people's faces. We'd have to punch you if you were. <laughs> not a lot of people realize that Maddie and myself are here down by our, or we're down here by ourselves. All the family is spread up north. So up north being Canada. Oh wow, you guys are from Canada. Maddie is not. I am. That explains why you're so nice. <laughs> and I say sorry a lot. Sorry, eh? <laughs> sorry, I'm even hearing a little sorry. What part of Canada? Big bang. Big bang. Oh, that was the, that was the thing I heard. Bang. Yeah. I was like, oh, what? I had I had not noticed Maddie having an accent at all. Not even a little bit. Not even a single word. And then I rem- I don't remember what bag we were talking about. Bag. But oh, you guys have brought. Uh, a kombucha for me, right? Yeah. <laughs> and yeah, it's in, it's in the bag. And I was like, whoa. It's in the what? In the what is it? Bag. Ah, bag. Okay, I got it. Yeah, and I'm there. What's bag. so bad is that she has not spent a lot of time up there. It's been me filtering it to her. Where are you from? Oh, I got your drink in my bag. Don't you know? Oh, it's right here in the bag. <laughs> Winnipeg. Uh, I, was, I was about to say, uh, it's Winnipeg, I think, but yes. Winnipeg I still have a trouble with. Uh, west, East, and Central. Central. Central, okay. Cool. So it's like Minnesota. Yep. It's like the Minnesota of Canada. Yes. So Maddie was born in South Dakota and then uh, raised in Singapore and then Texas. Why Singapore? Uh, Government. 
Okay. My dad was a Marine, so I was raised all over as well. Yeah, she grew up in an embassy. Way maybe, to go, Tyler Perry. Maybe that's how it... Steve Tyler. <laughs> <laughs> a Steve Tyler. A totally wrong person. I thought we talked about that it was already Freddie Mercury. <laughs> yeah, but I can't remember his name. Sing, Nick, Have sing. you seen the movie Bohemian Rhapsody? Not yet. Still it's not yet. so good. Oh, yeah. my God. Yeah, no, unfortunately, I my nights, I yeah, haven't got to watch it yet. Also, I think it's still currently for rent for fifteen dollars, and Ouch. I'm cheap. Is it? Ouch. It might be. Yeah, it's it's over. COVID. They're really milking it. How do you rent on Apple? Um, I don't remember which service provider, which who, but um, every you just said it. They are milking the ability for people renting at home. Like, oh well, since you're renting at home and these movies have just come out, we can start charging you fifteen dollars because it's. And I get it, but I. Yeah. I miss the blockbuster days. Yeah. That will age me. Did you see? So there's. So first of all, I don't believe this next statement. But the last blockbuster in the United States is in Bend, Oregon. I've seen it. I've been by it. It's I've still taken open. It's still open. It's still open. I've seen with another like one. Movies? So I know there's at least two. Yes. Um, with VHS tapes, they are now on Airbnb, and you can. Uh, this whole thing is just we like complete for you. They had to they had to go find an yeah. old school cathode ray TV, like just the old tubes that we know. Uh, VHS. They they set up That's a insane. bedroom like they Airbnb a block the last blockbuster on Earth. Okay, wow. so that is kind of cool. That's like the novelty of Oregon. it, and yeah, yeah. that's gonna go to be Oregon. cool. Yeah. and then you would just like be there for a week and just watch all the movies. Yeah. So, in Maddie. We talked enough about you <laughs> for the night. How's your head? How's your ego? A little weird. A little bit weird. You now you know what it's like to be on here. Really weird. Anything else you want to tell people watching the show? Mm, I love watching you skydivers. What's your favorite thing to watch us do? Swoop. Swoop. So if you don't swoop, you ain't cool. <laughs> Is that what you're telling me? Nope. That's what I'm telling them, man. Hate <laughs> <laughs> that now. Um, and when you go to skydive, what type of skydiving are you going to get into? Uh, you can change your mind 20 times over, uh, but what's your thoughts right now? Probably just free flying. Free flying? Because if you don't free fly, you ain't cool. Right. And last but not least, there's other young people out there who want to skydive one day and they might actually listen to this and say, man, Maddie's getting to find the tunnel. She might skydive one day. What advice would you give any other young folks interested in flying in the tunnel with you? Mm, definitely stay calm. Don't be too stiff because if you be too stiff, it's not going to be such a cool experience. Are you going to be a coach one day? Maybe. Oh, my goodness, man. Um, guys and gals, uh, Greg Lab Radio. Elsa, you got anything? Danielle, you want to share anything to your friends and family watching? Uh, keep flying. Keep flying. Mr. P, what's up, buddy? Uh, film Festival, October 24th. Optional, uh, uh, I was going to say Christmas party. Halloween party. Oh. Did we talk about that? Not optional. We did. Yeah, we dress up, people. We didn't make that official. It's, it, it is optional. Is it official you, you don't have to dress up, but no, straight up dress up. Have fun. Uh, it's not Halloween. The next weekend is the Halloween boogie at Skydive Spaceland San Marcos. Check it out. Super great DZ. But the weekend of the 24th, the film festival, we have a Wingsuit uh, Next Level Summit Camp uh, going on there. Uh, I believe there is an LSD camp going on at the same time. I'm not 100% sure. There is the Rating Center Texas Shootout Finale going on that weekend there as well. Lots of cool events. And we're going to have a great party. Dress up. Act like a weirdo. Um Mm, I actually know what some people want to dress up as. I, I have actually heard people talk about this already. Really? We yep. Can't tell you. Costumes. It's awesome. Right, it's so awesome. Um, white girl, play that funky music. I will. I will. Yeah. Maddie. <laughs> There's some latency. <laughs> no, she's got those. Yeah. Oh, I thought we were gonna hear some boots and cats. And <laughs> boots. Oh, you got boots and cats. 
<laughs> pants and boots and boots and pants and pants and boots. <laughs> Knee high leather boots. What did you just do? I don't know. I feel so, it feels so quiet. I don't know what's happening. It's a mixer problem. <laughs>